I'm gonna grab a notebook. I can't see. Okay, what for? Just so I can write down my thoughts and dreams. I don't have thoughts or dreams. Just so I, it, like, when we talk about stuff. Okay. Because I, yeah. My dream is to be dead. Don't say that. Well, it'll definitely come true. Yeah. I'll kill you. Thank you. The sweet, sweet release of death. So that's that, that's that's pretty dark. Do you want, do you want that at <laughs> the beginning the opening, or at the end? That's the opening stinger. <laughs> Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight and joining me today is I don't care which one of you guys goes first. Tiffany. Ooh. And I, Alex. I had to say it fast to go first. I see that. So, uh hey guys, we're all back. Hi. Yay. For realsies this time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to go into backstories. You, you don't need to throw me under the bus that I had like a hissy fit. It wasn't a hissy fit. It was a well, It wasn't a hissy fit. Oh, we, we, we've we've tried to record once before this and I think that it was too late in the day, and we were just... Tiffany was a little bit tired. I know I was low mm. energy. Mm. What it is, is that I am really a baby, and it was past my bedtime. You look like a gigantic baby. And that's what I felt like, so... I mean, yeah. I was there. It's okay. Can you confirm <laughs> or deny? I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny any of this. I, I was definitely there. Well, anyways... I just took a nap, so I feel very, very hey, good. Hey, what was everyone in this room doing 45 <laughs> minutes ago? Um, Taking a nap. Waking, waking up from a nap. Okay, and you, what were you doing, Tiffany? Waking up from a nap. Okay, Not just together, checking. though. I was playing video games, but I'm just... just <laughs> Throwing that out there. I just want to also put on the record Two thirds of that, us was doing that. That Alex and I were not napping together. I can confirm that. We were napping that. in separate locations at the same time. Very cool. Correct. <laughs> okay, so... Um, well, welcome back to No Refunds, uh, the, the full the full crew. It's been what's many no re- weeks. What's No Refunds? No Refunds. We are a podcast <laughs> where we talk about stuff and things and junk. And th- today is mostly going to be a catch-up because... Uh, is it mostly going to be It's junk? a good... No, because like, we don't want to do mustard. We just want some like ketchup. What? No relish. No relish. Rose. Just mm, relish. I love relish. I what about mayonnaise? Does. Oh, mayonnaise can get out. I'll only have mayo if it's put on... Like, not by accident, but I, I'll never request it. But if it's on, I'll, I'll eat it. If it's on, I'm mm. scraping my entire sandwich. Can confirm. Okay. Well, that's been uh, no refunds. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this has been no refunds. See you next thank you all for listening. <laughs> um, we'd like to thank HD Media and <laughs> Hyper Potions. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, that was a good, good episode. <laughs> What would you do if I then just put the outro music right then and there? <laughs> like even, just like funny. just like ten seconds of it. Uh, I'm oh, gonna do it. We're so cool. Whatever. Sure. And the, and the rest of this is all just one big stinger. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's using my stinger using blue my is a two electric stinger blue. Okay. Um, all out. We okay. Should move on. So why don't we get started with some emails? So um, we have a couple emails. Uh, Alex and I went over half of one on the it cast. Um, and that was so. I'm gonna read the other half of that one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna read the whole thing because just for uh, consistency's sake. So, Tiffany, you haven't heard this one yet. So. Okay. 
Hey guys, I've been a fan of the podcast since you first started up. I started listening as a suggestion from some friends, one of whom is Cowie, uh, who you are all quite familiar with, unfortunately. And then he asked us a question about um, Dark Tower coming mm-hmm. out and which Stephen King film or book that we liked and which character was our favorite, and we answered that last time. Do you have anything to add to that? I know you're not really, you haven't really watched anything I Stephen don't Kingy. I think I've seen a single Stephen King thingy you've seen definitely seen one other than creep show did yes. he do the first one he, and uh, the second one he i believe he wrote both yes okay, so he definitely I've wrote seen both two. so creep show that's my answer because that's the only one i've seen by which default. is a good one but that's okay and, i think that's a solid answer uh thanks guys keep the podcast and all your awesomeness coming kyle uh, p.s if you loved Shadow of Mordor, check out the Mad Max game that came out in 2015. It's set in an open-world, typical Mad Max environment, has great combat mechanics, and features customizable vehicles you can turn into your own post-apocalyptic death machines. It's severely underrated and tons of fun. Alex, I think you'd said you'd played this before? Yeah, um, I picked it up when I when I bought my PlayStation 4, and I, I never finished it. Because that's how I get with open worldy games. Like that makes sense. I, I end up getting distracted by open worldness. Is it one of those things where like you could go finish the mission, but or the story, but there's 17 other little markers right. on your map? Yeah. You're like, well, I got to go to all of them. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So I, I definitely want to finish it. I I really enjoyed it when I played it, or what I played of it. It's um, it's a lot of fun. I love uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Is so. Getting, you do? Getting, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you were aware. I really oh. like that movie. Didn't know. Um, There's been a lot of like little um, teasers yeah. or foreshadowing <laughs> oh, on, yeah. on this podcast specifically I've about noticed. a future episode that's coming up in a couple oh, episodes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I picked it up and, and played it because I liked the new Mad Max so much. And uh, nice. No regrets. Not even one letter. What? No re- regrets. Re- regrets? Ragrats. Ra- Ragrats. I'm sure that's a not even one letter. It's an internet thing. I've done. Okay, I'll, I I believe you. It, it, I've unher- not me- heard of this. It's a meme that's got a picture of a guy that has a tattoo that says "No regrets," but it's R A G R E T S, and then the meme says "Not even one letter?" Question mark. That's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I follow that. Cool. So thank you, Kyle, for that. Kyle. That was a uh, nice. Um, the next one we have is definitely from Corey. Um, Wait, who's, Corey? who's Corey? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's from Cowie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that we um, still use that joke. It's so funny, though. Uh, we're not the only ones. The other email literally That's said that. Awesome. So, <laughs> um, have you guys thought about making your board game? If so, what was the concept? Now, I interpret this as meaning have we ever come up with an idea? Have any of us ever come up with an idea for a board game? If so, what was it? I think the closest thing was that class we had in college where we had to make a video game. Mm-hmm. Remember, we took game design, and yes. I was the only girl. Well, it was video game design, but I still it's a I game. came up with a field hockey video game, so not a board <laughs> game. Yes, it was for the Wii. and uh, This was like right after the Wii came out. Yes, yeah, and okay. it was still super cool, and I was the only girl in the class, and uh, yeah. We had to, but it was kind of cool because we had to come up with, I mean, I guess in the same vein, you had to come up with like the, not a plot, but like mm-hmm. the mechanics and like what, you know, different things like that. And yeah, our final for that class was we had to make a whole game design document. Yeah, that's um, what I, the whole like 80 was. page worth of like what oh, wow. your, like uh, the breakout of I your game. It was game. 80 pages, but it was like at least a 15 page document, mm-hmm. I think. Those are the same to me. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> 
That's the closest thing I've done to a board game, though. I'm not very good with. If we want to talk about things like that, uh, in that game, in that class, I came up with a open world, procedurally generated um, Nightmare on Elm Street style game. Awesome. Where like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was like you would um, start out like, and it was I think it was takes takes it was it would follow the same character through five periods in his life. Um, defeating or his or her because i think you could customize your character Mm -hmm. um and you would fight freddy in each one until each one kind of started off in like uh it starts off in like a small like it's just your bedroom Mm -hmm. and you're like a a kid and then as you get older um more of your town gets unlocked to you as because like you can ride your bike further or you can then once you get old enough you can get a car and it's like so you're fighting freddy and the concept is as you're like walking through the town um, things will like start to change and like you don't realize that you've fallen asleep and so right. like things will start to uh, attack you or just like subtly uh, it was really influenced from Eternal Darkness I believe is the name of it um, never heard of I it think it's it's a GameCube game where like one of your things is like a sanity meter and oh, so yeah, as you're yeah. going oh I remember We've t- um, I think Langer played that game while we were yeah, in college. Yeah, and the whole and the whole screen changes. Yeah, exactly. Gets, like yeah. to the point where like sometimes the screen will like go like a blue screen of death because yeah. like yes. it, you've lost your antenna. You're like you're you'll be walking around and your head will pop off and you have to like run after it and yep. chase it. Things that's like that's cool. So it was inspired by that game a lot, like the whole concept. So that was the like one, once again not a board game, but that's a game design thing that I had come up with years ago. Way more developed I... than mine. I put together a board game once. Um, I actually had forgotten about this. You guys were bo- both supposed to play it, but I ended really? up scrapping the board game portion to it. Um, uh, like four or five years ago, I put together a trivia for my b- birthday party. That was I not remember that. Four or five years ago. Uh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Uh, it was it after wasn't... Odd Couple, which was 2011. Yeah. No, it, 2012. No, 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 no. So it was not long after I started my job. Which was five years ago this December. So was this Disney question mark question mark question yes, mark? Yes, yes. Oh. Billy it was, question mark question, it wasn't, question mark. It wasn't long after Disney after Odd Couple because Billy was there. Ah, weird. That seems so. Um, didn't see Billy has a really ago. cool beard now. Oh, really? I don't know if you've seen pictures of him on Facebook. No. It's awesome. Billy have a cool beard. <laughs> he does. So, I I put together trivia for this birthday party because there were a bunch of people coming in. I thought trivia would be fun. And it was. And. My original concept for it was to do a board game version, and I put together all these rules, <laughs> and like I had it all mapped out in my head, and then when I went to make a board, I was like, this isn't going to work, and I just <laughs> I just scrapped it. So I have an entire Word document of how this game works. Awesome. We should make it. A no refunds <laughs> board game. Oh my game. god, let's make it. Uh, It'll be the first product that we sell, and we... it's all the trivia from that night. <laughs> I'm not sure I still have the trivia, but I definitely still have the board game concept, which is basically your generic trivia game. It was almost like, um, remember when Marshall made a, a, like... Marshgammon. Marshgammon. It was kind of like that, where there were a ton of aspects of, like, weird board games that I grew up with. Like, there Mm -hmm. were, there was definitely shoots and ladders (laughs) in there. And, like, Candyland stuff. It was weird. And... I don't regret not making it. <laughs> so to answer your question, Corey, this is a game that you almost played because I believe Corey was there that oh, night, yeah. right? Corey was so, definitely yeah. there. So that answers that question. Cool. Yeah. So that's a good good one. Um, the next email that we have is actually not really an email. So um, 
we when we post the podcast, it, it posts in a couple of different places. Uh, one is on iTunes, and I think that's where the majority of people listen. The other is um, through HC Media, which we thank at the end of every episode because they're the ones who do our generic hosting. And they have a website, and it gets posted on there, and that's what I share the link on Facebook every yep. week or whenever yep. it comes out, yep. which is definitely not every week. Um, apparently, on the HC Media website, there's a section for comments. Well, there is. I think it's tied to Facebook. It is, but it isn't. Uh, I think it is tied to Facebook, but the person who has been commenting on it asked me at work. Judd has been commenting on it, oh. and he came up to me and asked me. He was like, he, he said, I commented on your thing, uh, on your latest I, episode. I saw one of his comments. Well, I mean, tied to Facebook mm-hmm. as, and that's the what you log into to make the comments. Yes. It doesn't, oh, okay. it doesn't right. notify you. It doesn't post you. to Facebook. That's the thing, because I haven't been getting notified. So he's like, I commented. I was like, oh, that's weird. I went on Facebook, and I didn't see a notification. He's like, no, I commented on the, the HC Media website. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went on. Judd has been commenting on a couple of our episodes. Yep. So I'm going to read some of his comments oh, now cool. from a couple of um, you know, episodes ago. You know, I've noticed it, but I, I have a hard time pulling it up on my phone. So I... I mm-hmm can't see them so yeah oh cool i love it so i'm going to apologize to judd now uh for getting back to these so this I'm not, is from i'm ep- not sorry Judd. <laughs> there was two episodes that he commented on because th- some of the older ones might have gotten wiped when brian redid the site the website i don't maybe it's possible don't know. so episode 13 beach trip judd has some comments Ooh. uh going to start commenting as i'm listening he says <laughs> If the new Batgirl film follows the more recent Batgirl run, with her being a plucky college student, I can see see this being right in Whedon's wheelhouse. Really, it's going to come down to how they deal with Batgirl's history and distilling it down to its essence. Okay. That was when um, Corey wrote in about Joss Whedon oh, taking, taking yeah. over for uh, Zack Snyder. Um, yes, right. and then um, we talked about him doing the Batgirl movie yeah, as well. Yep. Uh, I figure they aim at it they figure they I figure if they aim it at being a more lighthearted at being more lighthearted than a standard DCU DCCU DC Cinematic, Cinematic Universe, Universe and more in line with what Wonder Woman did they can easily pick up the 18 to 25 female demographic Okay that makes sense I'd be down with that mm. Okay on the most recent episode. That's the one with me. Vacation Land. And I actually got to talk and it was great. Yeah, I totally listened to that. You should. It's really cute. <laughs> Tiffany's um, like played it in the car for me. I'm like, I, okay, was I was on this episode. I know what I it sounds like. I was listening to it and you edited it. Yeah, I, so I've already listened to it twice. I was listening listen to, it to it in the car this morning on my way to the gym. It nerd. It's so cute. Hyper nerd. Um, okay, so Judge says, yeah. and I hope, gross. The snap of the casing is the best part of the hot dog. That is wrong. That is disgusting. Oh and my wrong. God. That's it's false. It's disgusting. What is wrong with Judd? I don't like uh, hot dogs in general. I love and hot I dogs. I especially hate casing hot dogs. They're nasty and yuck. Yeah. I. God, Judd. <laughs> Go away. It's okay. Just kidding, Judd. We love you. You can have all the snappy hot dogs you want. The next one is in response to we were talking about King of Tokyo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says. Gigazar is the best. It's one of the characters. Yep, it's yep. the Godzilla analog. Yeah. I agree. And I'd also mentioned that I'd finished building my PC uh, on the last one, and he's given me some game suggestions. XCOM 2, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Telltale Batman, Darkest Dungeon, FTL, and Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Have either of you heard of any of those? Yes. So Dishonored mm-hmm. and Dishonored 2. I've never played them, but... One of my favorite streamers has been streaming them recently um, because a DLC came out for the game called Death of the Outsider. 
Um, cool. So my experience with that has been watching someone else play it, and it looks really cool. Nice. It looks like kind of a cross between Bioshock and like Assassin's Creed, maybe? It's a first-person shooter game, right? It's a first-person shooter-ish game, but it's also about like stealth killing people and stuff like that. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. I definitely want to pick it up or both of them at this point. Cool. Um, is it single player or multiplayer? Single player. Oh, okay. Um, you mentioned darkest dungeon, yep. which moon 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 has been playing a lot of, which that's like a roguelike, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a, a procedurally rogue- generated, yeah. which is, um, fun. Uh, uh, Telltale play- Batman. Telltale Batman. I know Corey really liked because mm-hmm. Corey's obsessed with Batman. So I don't trust his opinion on Batman things because Batman can do no wrong. I have heard good things about it. I, I mean, it's a Telltale game, so I can't imagine it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issue, quote unquote, that I that I know about current Telltale games is they really need to update their engine because yeah. apparently they haven't updated it or changed it since the original Walking, Walking Dead. Dead yeah. So it's kind of like the same old, same old, but apparently the story in this one is really, right. really good. Um, yeah, I've never disliked a, a Telltale game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, X, XCOM, uh, XCOM 2. 2, I haven't played. I've never played any of the XCOM games. I've heard they're all pretty good. Um, I know Judd loves it. PUBG is is yep. great. I love. I mostly just watch people play it. That's one of those games that I would feel like I would have a hard time justifying a purchase of it because I have watched streamers play it, and it is a lot of fun-ish to mm-hmm. watch. Um, provided they're playing like with a group yeah. because when people are playing it alone, it's just kind of like sit there and wait simulator and yep. then you just die for no reason. And that doesn't seem like a game to me. Yeah. When, when you're playing in squads, it's definitely more fun. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I understand. And that's, that's the way I would play it if I played it. And the other one is uh, FTL, which is a, uh, another roguelike, I believe. Never um, heard of it. It's a uh, space, faster than light is what it means. I think oh. it's like a spaceship simulator style roguelike thing. Like, I think you're exploring derelict spaceships. You know what, what game? Um, I, su- I think I suggested it to you. Dead by mm-hmm. Daylight. Um, it's, um, it's like a zombie thing? No, it's um, asymmetric survival horror. Oh. Kind of like uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. I do, you just you did. There, there are a few that. streamers that I've watched play it, and it looks like it looks like so much fun. Because when you described Friday the 13th to mm-hmm. me, I was like, oh, that sounds great. And then like the next day, one of my favorite streamers, I watched her play Dead by Daylight. And I was like, oh, this, sounds, uh, this looks exactly like what Dwight described to me. Cool. Except it's really cool because... Um, clearly the people that design the game are huge fans mm. of horror because nice. there are like seven or eight different, um, big bads. Oh, cool. And you can pick from them and they're clearly inspired by, by like, like Jason, by like Michael, Jason Myers. Michael Myers. I th- like Chucky. Is there a Chucky? There's no Chucky, but like when you watch them play as certain of the mm-hmm. attackers or whatever you call, um, monsters, the, cause whatever, there's like yeah. four survivors and then one, mm-hmm. um, monster. Um, you can see like the inspirations there. Is it only PC? Um, I've only seen people play it on PC. I, mm-hmm. I don't really know what else it's on. Yeah. I'm waiting for Friday the 13th to go on sale. But Tiffany, you the, look oh, like no, I was just dragging my memory. They actually released a, um, who's the, the, oh, the character from Texas Chainsaw? Leatherface. Leatherface. They released a Leatherface for that game. Like you can oh, play for the game that, 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 oh, yes, really? because one of my interns, um, 
I'm having him for his project. He's coming from one of the high schools, and I was like, come up with a project, or I'm going to make you edit boring stuff. And he downloaded Steam on one of the computers and was playing. Um, he's actually playing Portal right now to, to do some game Portal capture and game. then to edit it, but he was telling me about um, Dead by Daylight. Cool. So now I'm like, I know what that is. Um. The, it speak, looks really cool. That's awesome. Speaking of like Friday the 13th and that type of game, apparently they've released a board game version of it. Nice. It's very similar to, um, you know, the, uh, I think it was called, it was either Scotland Yard or I think Letters from Whitechapel. Letters game. from Whitechapel. Is that the one that yep. we played with Brian? Yep. It's very similar to that where Jay, uh, the monster is like a hidden movement person on the board and yep. all the campers are running from him and he's trying to move around and that's kill awesome. them. So it's, I would only play that game if there was a, a CD or some kind Kind of music that went along with it that was just the music from the nes game oh that's a, awesome i'm for it the, uh in friday the 13th i don't know if i've told you about this the the video game yeah. they've released a jason skin that is the original nes jason colors, colors. and whenever he shows up a remix of the <gasps> 8-bit theme plays that's i'm gonna so have cool. to go it's, find it's that because so cool. i i used to play that game before i even knew what friday the 13th was i still don't know what it is <laughs> It's, it a movie? It's, it's a day on the calendar. Oh, yeah, this year, yes, yeah. next month. in October. Um, cool. that was that was cool. fun. That yeah, was a good one. Nice. Yeah. So, um, that wraps up our uh, our mailbag. Unless you guys have anything else you want to well, comment. Well, you said you had a surprise quickly. for us. That, that was, was the it. surprise. That was it. Was, surprise. It was just Judd. Just oh, cool. Oh, that we, we were doing Judd. another. No, no, no. That we can. That's another source. Yeah, of there's people. another source of you're, places that we can cool. get. Your surprise um, is just Judd. No, I think that's really cool. I like that. No, because someone else who's been on the podcast twice already. Happy surprise. Just kidding, Judd. You're awesome. I love that. But there's other ways for people to connect to us. Is the basically the surprise. So leave us more comments on that and send us more emails i, I know derek um reviewed us on itunes yes he reviewed us like a year ago yeah, i should read that one yeah we should read that yeah um, oh, we we'll should get do to that, that i know derek sends sends me messages every once in a while like oh i loved your episode so just, oh nice he, like, just yeah fun thank you derek talk about our fun vacation i get that from brian too oh, oh brian. that's what i want to do i want to read brian's um brian's comment com- on that yeah because brian left a, on our purse or on was it on your personal facebook no or it, it was on the link that he shared from oh, that our he thing shared okay i couldn't remember where it was so okay brian writes dude such a fun episode. King of Tokyo is friggin' great. And since Tiffany likes co-op, I'm now super curious what you think about Big Book of Madness when you finally play it. We should play Big Book of Madness. I agree. Uh, love hearing about the islands in Maine and all the cool hobby stuff you got to do. Um, P.S. Totally let me know how you feel about Journey. And for casual PS4 mm. games, maybe Ratchet and Clank. Both of which I own. I own Journey and Ratchet. I know and I gotta play So those Journey. are things that I'll, I'll set up for you, and you'll have to play them and did, give Brian a detailed review. Did I okay. return Ratchet and Clank to you? Yes, you okay, did. Okay, thank God. So, uh, main topic now. What have you guys been up to? Because um, I haven't feel like I haven't seen either of you in forever. That's really? not true. I've seen you all much. Do, do we want to do really? this like we did last time, where we do like one thing each? We can do go that. Around. I think that worked out pretty well, yeah. okay. unless you feel yeah. strongly about doing let one. Let conversations divulge to where they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I have um, a list of things. Um, so, um, to to piggyback on what what uh, Judd was saying about video games mm-hmm. and uh, suggesting video games to you. I've played two new video games. Uh, I don't know if new is the right term. New to me. I've played two new video games um, in the last couple months. I can't even remember the last time we recorded that I'd like to talk about. A full one? It was pre-wrap-up. Oh, wow. So, so like and we recorded months. the wrap-up, I think, on August 25th or something like that, 23rd. 
So it's been well, it's been over a month today. So the first game I want to talk about might interest Tiffany. Okay. Because it is a couch co-op, only couch co-op game. It's it, you can't play online. Okay. It's called Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. It I've plays, heard of this. It plays mm-hmm. up to four players. And you can only... It's the spaceship one, right? You've seen me one. play this one, Tiffany. Sorry, go. You can only play it with... Uh, it's only couch co-op, which I love. I love that concept of you can't play online. You have to be sitting next to people and playing together. So huh. the way it works is you fly this spherical spaceship. And there are turrets that need to be manned. There's um, somebody needs to pilot. And then there's like a shield that goes around the ship that you can control... And point it in certain directions. And then there's also a cannon. So like there's different things that can be worked. And basically what you're doing is you're flying around. And trying to rescue uh, people. Like the first world you're trying to rescue these rabbits. (gasps) Rabbit people. The second world you're trying to rescue frog people. I can't remember what the third (laughs) world is. It's like really cute. It's really really adorable. And it's so much fun to couch co-op with people. Like, be like, oh, hey, I need to get on this turret. Can you fly? Or, hey, I need to, like, get on this turret. Can you point the shield in that direction? Like, there's so much actual cooperative stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And it's just madness. Like, it's so much fun. I played mostly just co-op with Bonnie. Mm -hmm. um, But we actually got three people to play. Um, Brian came over and played it with us. It was it was a lot of fun. Once nice. you start unlocking different ships, different ships do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you can like upgrade your turrets with um, gems that make them shoot differently. It's it's so fun. It's <laughs> so adorable. It's just it's a great time. Cool. It's, it's really really good. You had uh, me at adorable. Uh, you've actually watched me play this. Um, it um, was one of the PlayStation free games, yep. uh, and that's where I, I got it. And I only played it by myself. So playing um, by yourself is awful. It stinks because yeah. like you have to like you control you swap between controlling over I think two different characters. So yeah, or maybe there's it's three. you you and your like animal companion, mm-hmm. and you can basically hold triangle to point at where you want your animal to companion go, to go right. and they they'll go there and then just shoot or whatever and, and like or like move the shield right and you watch me play it and you said this looks insane i would never want to play this i don't remember well i don't remember this well a you can turn on the difficulty and make it real real easy on like oh, beginner cool. difficulty it's really easy nice. but it's still fun it's still the same amount of fun um like there were a few levels that were even hard for me to do just with Bonnie. We played on like normal. Mm-hmm. And just the two of us playing together, it was really hard. And then you add in the but third fun, person. Right? Yeah, it's still a lot of fun, but really hard. And then you add in a third person, you're like, okay, now this seems reasonable. Nice. So I can't imagine how much fun it would be with like four people on the hardest difficulty. I only have two controllers. I was going to say we could play have, after this. I have three controllers. Nice. If I, if I had thought, I would have brought uh, two more. Or, no, one of just them. Just one. Yeah. Man, I'd love to get four people to play it, though, because that would be a lot of fun and slightly chaotic. Yeah, that'd but be a blast. It's a great game. Uh, I picked it up for like $2 on the PlayStation Store or something. Hmm. It was on sale. Nice. And I'd always been interested in it because I saw it when I played on Steam. Um, and then I saw it on sale on PlayStation picked it up. Great purchase. Sweet. I like it. I like adorable animals, so. 
I'm in. Let's stick on the video game yeah? stuff. Tiffany, you what, me? have you been playing anything? Um, so I'm jumping into uh, 2015, <laughs> and I started playing Lego Dimensions. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It is amazing. What do you like about it? Or wh- what? what is it? <laughs> so Lego Dimensions is a Lego game, and that's really all I can... But- Say, but it's but different. it's a Lego game like no other. But Lego it's game. different. So the Lego the Lego games it's all about you know there's Lego Star Wars and Lego Batman and Lego Avengers and Lego Jurassic Park and Lego everything. Mm-hmm. And basically you're just running around as Lego characters and breaking things and collecting studs and doing missions and solving puzzles and all of that little stuff. It's like would you call that platforming light? It's it's a yeah they are platforming they're yeah. like action platforming games. yeah platforming yeah. with a little bit of puzzling and um, some fighting. Yep. And I hate console games. I hate console games. I don't know why I don't like console games, but this is like, these are the one game series, I guess, that I will sit down and play. Yep. Um, but Lego Dimensions is really cool because the whole concept is there's this overlord guy, I don't even know, who's basically rounding up villains and there's some kind of rip in time and space and basically all different characters from all different dimensions are coming together and being mashed up mm-hmm. that's kind of the best way i can explain it i'm yeah. not very good at explaining things no, no that's, that's, a, that's a perfect explanation well, I... it's like it takes basically all the worlds and just smashes yeah. them together mm-hmm. it's it's really really cool how they did that like i was playing a portal level and glados was yelling at me and i was playing as uh wild style from the lego movie yep. And Gandalf and um, who are my characters? Like you bought Wonder Woman. I bought Wonder Woman. Um, there are also like Ghostbusters, Back to the yeah. Future, yeah. Simpsons. 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 There are all these packs that There's you can like buy. Adventure Scooby Time. They just uh, released who. Powerpuff Doctor Girls who. and Teen um, Titans. Teen I Titans think. and Beetlejuice comes out. Or cool. no, maybe Beetlejuice oh. is already out. No, they're still making stuff for They're's it, which is pretty stuff. impressive yeah. for a two-year-old game. Yeah, like, that is that's impressive. This type of thing. But so, it's the thing that's really cool about it or that I've liked so far is that before you even play the freaking game, it comes with a pack of Legos mm-hmm. with no directions and you have to follow the directions on the screen. The screen yeah. And you're putting together this like portal thing where all the Lego pieces, because um, you can interchange all the, the, um, the little characters have little bases on them that it's really neat because they, when you touch it to um, this platform, kind of like the Amiibos Thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's like the like it's Skylanders. Like Skylanders. Or Skylanders, yeah. I never played, but it's it's like that same technology, but your characters appear and can, you know, move around and do yep. different things. But you have to build this little like portal thing and you're following step by step and as you complete different levels, like a new instruction book will pop up on the screen and say, Okay, you have to now move this piece into this and take this apart and change this into this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have So it's like tactile. It, yeah, it's as super well as tactile. The... Um, I I really liked when they you'd unlock like different versions of a of like a car or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I got, haven't done that yet. Like when I have the Gim Gimli pack mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings one, and like Gimli's little, um, what do you call it? Cart. Like it's a, a mine, mine cart. cart. Like it was like, oh, now you got to take it apart and make it into this. And I was like, oh, cool. This is <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was so so into it, and I like that that little platform portal thing. Like some of the puzzles you have to solve in the Lego game require you to move characters around and create different color combinations. So the, this is that, where, this yes. is where I take issue with the game. Yes, please tell us. I, I find like, I love that you can 
put on different characters and they like pop up in the game. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I hate when I have to like during the boss fight with the Wicked Witch. Like when the Wicked mm-hmm. Witch gets you caught, you have to move your character on the pad so that Somewhere you can else. break free mm-hmm. from the witch's grasp. But the way that my room is set up, my portal is like in front of my TV and I'm like 10 feet away from it. So every time I would have to get up and physically walk over. So now, is that something you could get like an, a cable extender for that would make life a little bit easier for I, you? I probably could, but it's, it's not still it's still intrusive to me. It mm-hmm. kind of pulls me out of the game a little too much. Okay. Like I'm fine with the idea of, hey, I need to get a bomb character so I can break this thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me move over, put whoever has bombs. I haven't played Lego Dimensions in so long. Yeah. Drop them on and pull out Wild Style or Gandalf, yep. whoever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. But it, it gets infuriating to me when I have to do it like four or five times in a short period of time. So that's, that's, I can see that. that's where the game lost me and I never finished it. Coming from the super casual gamer standpoint... I love that. Well, yeah, and I definitely understand why it's good, especially because I got to think of it. It's Lego Dimensions. It's for kids. Yeah. Kids love to be interactive. It's super, that's So having that happen makes sense for a kid's game. And me. It just irritated the hell out of me. I love it so much. I wish the pad could have been, like, wireless, and I could have just put it, like, right next to me. Like, literally, just, oh. I need to do this? Okay. Like, problem solved. I will agree that I wish that you didn't have to, because, like, there are certain times where you get caught by a villain and you have to move the character. I wish that wasn't a thing, because that's kind of crazy. Like, dude, I'm just trying to fight this boss right right now. I don't care about this. But I like that that's, instead of you just, like, straight up getting hit and dying, like, you have that option to to move out of it. That's what I liked about, like, the old um, Lego games, Mm -hmm. where... If you get caught by the boss, all you do is hit change char- character, the switch character, yeah. because then you're supposed to attack mm-hmm. the boss with that character. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah. And that's they're they're changing that mechanic for this game, and I was just like, okay, mm. whatever. Like it was fine. Whenever I got to play with a few other people, like Bonnie and I would play, mm-hmm. and Jesse would be uh, resigned to bitch duties um, <laughs> you'd be, be the, the moving, he'd be moving. The we'd be like hey um uh jesse we need the batmobile and he'd be like oh okay and put it on <laughs> that's and too funny so like when we got to do it like that i, I loved it it <laughs> yeah. was just like a normal um lego game you've also said that you had some issues with like clarity of um what you need to do yeah and you know what and this is the thing that i love and hate about lego games is that and I hate using walkthroughs, but there have been a few times where I'm like, what do you need me to do? What do you just, there's, uh, there's no, like a lot of video games, like I watch Dwight play a lot of games and a lot of times, and especially old games they are like, oh, there's clearly a thing that I have to hit or there's clearly a pattern that this thing functions on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and maybe this is just me being super inexperienced, but it's probably it. But there are times where I'm like, what do you need me to do? Or I misinterpret a puzzle yep. and I'm like, Oh, oh, this, um, cause one of the things you can do on the game pad is you can, um, you can unlock different colors and you can make like red, you know, make each of the sections of the, the portal light up red, yellow, and blue or green or whatever. And I'm like, 
how, how am I supposed to know that? Oh, and then the character turns his back. And I go, oh, yeah. oh, I there's see it There's a little symbol on the back now. And it's now, so but small, it's like... and if you're not looking for it, you're never going to see it. So there's things mm-hmm. like that. And That's bad conveyance. Yeah. Um, 100%. There are times, and then there are also times when the they're overly easy. I'm like, well, this is stupid. I'm like, well, but it's also a kid's yeah, game. Yeah, it's also... Yeah. It, Whenever I say things like that when I'm playing a Lego game, I love the Lego games. I do, too. My background on Lego games, I mm-hmm. played them all on the Xbox 360. I always thousand or 100% of the game. Yeah. I always Full gamer th- scored. Always thousand them out because I loved them so mm-hmm. much. This game really like was the first one I got to, and I was like, I can't even... I can't do this. See, for me, it was actually around... Um, I played Star Wars... One and two, yep. and that was really it. Oh, until wow. and then I played um, the first Lego Harry Potter, yep. and that one was fine. But I did not like the second Lego Harry Potter, and that's really it that I played for Lego games. Like what they're about fun. Lego I, Avengers. Oh, and Lego right, I played, Batman. I played Lego Le- Avengers not, and I played Lego Batman. Lego Avengers, is it? Lego uh, Marvel Heroes. There's Lego Marvel Heroes and Lego oh, Avengers. I, I didn't Lego know they Avengers. made an Avengers yeah, one. Yeah, there I is. There is. There is strictly yeah. an Avengers one. Okay. I ha- it's Lego Marvel Heroes that I played. The yes. Avengers ones isn't as that good because Marvel? the Avengers one is fine, but it's open world. There's a lot oh, of open world. Mar- stuff, I love it. You didn't like. Yeah, I. Marvel Heroes is open world, and I I really liked Marvel Heroes. I got really confused with that because like. I've played the Star Wars ones, and I've like played the world. Batman yeah. one, and, and, and Harry Potter, and they all follow a Batman. story? Well, ba- Batman 2 is how... I never played 2. I played so Batman I played, 1. I played 2, and then I didn't play 3, because I didn't love the hub or the open world in yep. 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play any of the Indiana Joneses. No. I didn't play any of the Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings I didn't was play so... any of the Pirates. Lord no. of the Rings was great. Pirates was silly. Indiana Jones was awful. I hated Indiana Jones, yeah. mm-hmm. but I still thousanded it out because I was... <laughs> there was two Indiana Joneses, oh, right? I didn't play... I played one that was just like the complete saga. Yeah, and then there was the there was one that was one, two, and three, and then there was one that included Crystal Skull. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Lego games are great. I'm yes. all about that Lego Overall, story. I really enjoy them. And I love that this game, my final thing that I'll say, I love that this game, for even as polished and updated as it is, it still has my favorite glitch moments where things glitch out and characters get stuck and <laughs> you can't like do anything I, I got to a point where i think i was playing as gandalf and i was stuck and i couldn't i wasn't close enough to any of my characters to switch for like it wouldn't let me <laughs> switch and i had oh. to like time it right i don't know if i was like flying around i got stuck flying in the air i was stuck somewhere and i'm like oh what you do is you take that person off the game that's what i did and that's what i did and that's what you can do whenever whenever glitched out that's exactly what i would do i'd just be like okay you're no longer on the board it's gonna move me to somebody it took me a second to even realize that that was an option i was like oh yeah i can do this okay but yeah that's so nice lego dimensions is super fun yeah it's a lego game it's a lego game it's never really gonna let you down it's a lego game for babies and i love it we got to get more packs because they, yeah. they're like a dollar now. I bought, some of them are. Um, like some the other of them one I bought cheap. that was super cool is, uh, I don't know if it's Chima, Kaima, Chima, the Lego. Mm-hmm. Chimera. Chimera. I think is what it is. No, it's, it's, it's C-H-I-M-A. Oh, it's, it, talk, I know exactly what you're But they talk about. about having in the, the, they talk about having Chi. chi. So that's chi. why I'm like, maybe it's yeah. Chima. Chima. Maybe. Yeah. But I got a friggin' bitch you know, and lion. Got a lion sword and you know, like He's a fire sword. Awesome. Nice. And he Sweet. yells and roars, so that's my favorite cool. character. So Ooh. I've also been playing a video game as well. Um, recently, well, not recently, last month, um, a new Sonic game came out. Oh, 
Oh, uh, there was a 2D yeah. Sonic Can't that came out called Sonic Mania. Um, this is, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as the game is concerned, this is the true sequel to um, Sonic 3 and Knuckles on the Nintendo, on the Nintendo, on the um, Sega Genesis. Uh, so this is a completely 50% new game using completely new assets. So it's sprite-based. Um, it's a 2D one. You can play as Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails. Um, and it's awesome. It, what it's So this is technically a part of, I want to say, Sonic's 25th anniversary, I yep. think it is. So um, they've done a lot of remixing of old levels. You've got levels from Sonic 1. You've got like Emerald Hill Zone. You've got levels from Sonic 2. You've got the Chemical Plant Zone. Mm -hmm. There's levels from Sonic 3. I don't remember which one's there. I think Lava Reef Zone. Uh, Lava Reef Zone's there. I think Hilltop Zone's in this one as well. I might be wrong. Hilltop Zone is from Sonic 2. two. Yeah. Hilltop Zone's from 2. But anyways, so when I was younger, um, I played the crap out of Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Um, I had 1 and 2 on my Genesis growing up, and then I got and Knuckles, or Sonic and Knuckles. Yep. I never had 3 growing up. But then when I was in high school, they came out with a GameCube collection called the Sonic Mega Collection, and it had all the original games. You could do cross-play with the, um, like the lock-on technology of Sonic yep. and Knuckles. And then it had, I think, like Sonic Racer and uh, a couple other... Did it fighting game? I think that was Sonic Gems that yes. had the, the fighting game. Because okay. that one had Sega C uh, Sonic CD. Okay. But uh, I think it also had like um, Mean Bean Machine on it, maybe. Yep. It had a whole bunch of did Sonic games. Spinball? Possibly. Spinball? One of them did. There was two collections that came out. Okay. One of them had Spinball, definitely. Spinball was fine. Spinball uh, was amazing. And I hate you for saying fine. Yeah, I didn't like spin. Um, playing spinball on the Genesis, it suffered from so much slowdown, and I was yeah. very bad at that you're game. You're like losing frames, and you're just like, Constantly. "What is happening?" But, I, I love spinball. Yeah, it's oh so much God. fun. But um, so I played the crap out of those games, and so having this one really feels like playing those old Sonic games. I've yeah. been having a blast going through these. Um, I three D blast. That's the <laughs> uh, okay. I don't hate 3D Blast. 3D Blast was on the second on yeah. that sound collection. It's not as bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as like Sonic 06. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stopped playing the Sonic games after Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Um, I love was, Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure 2 is great, and Sonic Adventure 1, uh, the, the DX, the, the director's cut for the GameCube was awesome. Oh, I never played the director's cut. It's really good. I just played it when it came out on Dreamcast. Dreamcast, when yeah. When did the um, RPG for the DS come out? Because I played that, and I loved that. Uh, it was my first real RPG There was experience. a Sonic RPG? Yes. Bioware made it. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's cool. How did I not know about it? It was fun. I don't know. I didn't um, finish it, but it I want to say it was around like 2006, 2007. Okay, so in that same time frame yeah. where Sonic was kind of like... Ugh, Sonic was bad. Sonic was bad for a long point. Yeah. I I really like the 2D stuff. I'm not that big a fan of the 3D stuff. Yeah. Um, I haven't played any of the newer three, uh, 2D stuff like Colors or Generations. I've heard those are fine. Um, but like I said, this game is great. It's such a good, the, the soundtrack is amazing. The sprite work is so crisp and clean and the physics feel right. Mm -hmm. The new drop dash ability, which is if you jump in the air as Sonic and you press and hold the A button again, uh, as soon as he hits the ground, he'll do like a, an immediate spin dash. Yep. That makes movement a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, 
there's like I said, you can play Sonic Knuckles and Tails, and they did the really cool thing uh, that they did from Sonic and Knuckles, where the Knuckles levels are different. So like it starts off, and you've got a whole different path to go through the level. It's fun. The Chaos Emerald uh, levels are tough and challenging. Nice. Um, they brought back the Sonic Three special stages where you're running around collecting the blue orbs. Yeah. Those are, and there's like a bunch of new ones. They're wicked hard. I still haven't finished them. I've beaten the game as Sonic and Knuckle, as Sonic and Tails, and I have gotten all the Chaos Emeralds as Sonic and Tails. Nice. But I haven't done that as single stuff. But it's a great game. I've been really enjoying it. That's awesome. I didn't play it because the one time I tried to play it, Dwight Backseat gamed me. We've played it twice. Oh, that got real. It did. That did get real. Dwight does this thing where he's very, very good at games and is a very experienced gamer. And I am more casual, but I know my way around a game. I've played yeah. Sonic. And he's like, oh, you should do this. Why aren't you doing that? Oh, you should do that. Like, I, just, just helpful hints. You, but you, to you've me. You've played Sonic, but you haven't played. You only played Sonic once. So like, and I'm I trying only to played explain, it when I was eight. <laughs> but I was trying to explain to you how to do the the hold down press a to do a spin dash right. and she was like i'm not going to do that and I was but, like, but that's core to the game no i know but it's just it's that's just explaining why i haven't played it because mm-hmm. i love sonic but it's very i'm very self-conscious when i play games yeah that dwight has played and i don't like to do it because i feel like i'm being judged that's like when dwight refuses to watch movies for me when it's my second time because he's like Who exactly it's that same yeah, yeah i'm it's, about it's it just for a lot worst, of things right? i really yeah. am i don't know why anybody <laughs> likes me i'm a terrible person i married you so i'm really hard to get along right. i would marry you if you were single <laughs> that's fine I, I appreciate that i'm just throwing in my two cents and throwing you under the bus as that's to why fair. i haven't played it's okay it's all good sonic mania also gets freaking hard it gets really hard well that was part of my problem too. it gets hard. really hard really yeah. fast yeah the first level i'm like all right this is cool and then and then it just the thing about the second level i'm like i i don't I, know what i'm doing i mean yeah. like the, i remember the old sonic games real well and i remember mm-hmm. them getting that their like scale being yeah that huge, was yep. huge like too. i i love sonic 2 is one of my favorite games mm-hmm. and by the time you get to like the fourth zone which is the underwater I think it's done. Oh, God. Uh, the third the, uh, Aquatic Ruin is zone three. three. Zone four is Casino Night. Okay. So what, by the time you get to zone three, you're just like, what the yeah. hell? Like, because the first one is Emerald, mm-hmm. and then the second one is um, Chemical, Chemical Plant. Plant. And those two are pretty T- easy. When we played, Tiffany got to the point in Chemical Plant that killed me. No lie, like a hundred times yep. when I was a kid. You know the part See, I'm yep. talking about. See, yep. this is why, like it's, I, the key word there is that that killed me when I was a kid, and yeah. I have never played this. Exactly. So I was like, what is happening? It's the, it's the part where you get you you're going the, forward and you slam into a wall yep. and then it floods, floods. and you need yep. to jump up and it's just it's a jumping it, challenge. It's a jumping challenge, Could but you're underwater, so the, so yep. the physics are weird, and then all of a sudden it's and like so you just start to panic, and it's. That rough. always happens to me in the underwater aquatic zone. Uh, yeah. the, the aquatic, aquatic zone. Ruin. Like the next one, you're going through, and the moment you fall into the water, it the gives crap. you it gives you the illusion that you're gonna get out, but you're not. You are never like you gotta find those bubbles, man. You start jumping. You're like, oh, there's a bubble over there. How do I get to it? Oh no, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> oh man, I love Sonic. I love Sonic so much. My, my favorite parts with those ones is you would get go under the water, you'd get a bubble, and like tails would be behind you, and he'd be like, "Hey, hey, can I have a bubble?" <laughs> oh. And then he just drowns. Oh, 
drowns. Oh. And he never comes back you, until you get out of the water. You let Tails drown. You just got Tails is immortal, so Those, it doesn't well, matter. Speaking of Tails, that's the other. You said the second time we played was at um, Arcadia National Bar. Yeah, when in we went up Maine, to Maine. And, and we played the crap out of it. And we played it actively co op where you were Sonic and I was Tails. I also had had a couple of beers and drank all day. So I but was. you had a blast that time. I had so much fun. So yeah, maybe so, I need to drink and yeah, game. You need to get drunk. I wasn't drunk. I was a little buzzed. Get a little buzzed before you let Dwight tell you how to play games. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's what I need. Or let me play co-op with you, and then you can just go do what you want. I know. And I will help you. I'm 30 years old. I feel like I should do it by myself. I think you guys should play Lovers in a Dangerous Space time together. Oh, my God. We would. That might be grounds for divorce. We would kill each other. I can't wait. I'm going to watch you guys play it after. We should should live stream that. We will. I can 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 live stream it on um, Twitch. Twitch. Well, that was the other thing, too, when we played Sonic Mania. You're like, do you want to play on my Twitch stream? I'm like, so people can make fun of me because I don't know how to play no Sonic. No one's going to people are going to watch it. Only Brian watches it. Don't worry. Okay, also, Brian wouldn't do. make fun of me. Well, maybe he would, but. Brian would never make fun of you. Brian would be much more encouraging than I could ever be. Yes. Maybe I need to marry Brian. Uh, Brian, I'd... if you're listening. Hit me you, up. Will yeah. you marry me? Hit I'll, me up. I'll also <laughs> marry up. Brian. Hey, can girl, we, hey. Can we all just marry Brian? Hey, girl, hey. Cool. So that's Sonic Mania. <laughs> so are we, a fun. To, are we sticking to video games? We can if you want. Okay. Can we, well, I don't have any other video games, so I'm going to change well, topics when it comes when to it me. When it comes back to you, that's then fine. This is the last video game I had to talk about. Oh, well, that works out then. So Okay, yeah, that's fine. So about three weeks ago, Bungie released a sequel to a very, very popular game that they they had called destiny yes so the sequel we've talked about it once or twice on this podcast we did uh, right when we started up on the podcast you and i had just picked up the collector's edition that had uh, the first three dlcs yeah, it was up through taken king yep so um dwight and i played it a lot together for destiny one so mm-hmm. i was super excited for destiny two we actually had a few friends that swapped over from playing on xbox to playing on playstation because you have a few friends so i don't know these people you know one of them yes so one i have mexico has been on the podcast Me- mexico yes so mexico is one of them a few of his friends that i'm also acquainted with also mm-hmm. swapped over um because playstation was supposed to have the best exclusives and it was just supposed to run the best on playstation so people actually actively made the swap because they wanted the best experience that's pretty cool so, I've been playing nonstop Destiny, just constantly. It's so much fun. They <laughs> they change the mechanics to the game just enough. Oh, for people who don't know what Destiny is, yes. Destiny is basically a massive multiplayer online first person shooter. Yep. Best way to describe Made it. Made by Bungie, who are the guys who made Halo. Halo, So yes. it's the Halo formula. So it's the Halo formula. It A lot of the times I'm playing, I'm like, this feels like Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, but So it's a first-person shooter, but you get to play in squads. And it's basically all player versus environment instead of PvP. There is a PvP section, player versus player. Mm-hmm. But um, I, the game is clearly focused on the PvE the environmental stuff correct so um a lot of this stuff involves uh going to planets Mm -hmm. searching for chests searching for um collectible items like there's uh, an actual story in this one too like a legitimate like stuff's happening to your uh the Traveler, which yeah. is this big sphere that it's caused a golden age, and it's what empowers your player character yeah. with um, their special abilities and 
your special your main character is super special because he's the only one with abilities yeah. at this point in I, the game. I took issue with that because like you're the only one with abilities, but you're running around on a map with like twenty other people that you can clearly see yeah. have abilities. Um, it was it it the story. I loved the whole idea that the traveler gets attacked everyone loses their powers you have to start from scratch it felt really satisfying because i played the first game yep. and was so attached to the characters that i i had so it, it felt satisfying overall though the story didn't land super well for me my biggest issue with the story is i feel like there's just some gaps between things that have happened in the first one specifically like there's four or five characters that played a big role in a lot of the expansion stuff that just don't show up yep. and like why aren't they here helping us yeah i don't understand that like are they dead if they are you didn't tell me or show me right and that's kind of my issue with the storyline other than that i loved it my issue with the storyline and it's funny it's kind of not necessarily the opposite but like i didn't feel connected to the big bad until like the last two missions or two or okay. three i was like how is this but my problem was they kept showing cutscenes. Of Gaul, who's the big bad. Mm -hmm. He's inter a cabal. Interacting. A warlord. Yeah, interacting with uh, the speaker, who, yep. like, represents the traveler. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And they kept speaker showing... stupid. They kept showing that, and I was just like, I don't care. Like, right now, the, the story isn't there. Yeah. At least, like, in the original stuff, um, well, the first story, the Vanilla Destiny's story sucked. But once you got into, like, Taken King stuff, yeah. at least, like, Oryx was, like, actively attacking you yes. and, like, sending things after you. So yep. you did feel like, hey, this guy's a jerk, and I want to go beat him up because he's making things rough for me. Right. Um. So maybe that's just me because I played Taken King. That was, like, mm -hmm. where I jumped onto the game. I, I found this story to be fine, but not great. Yeah. But that's not why I play Destiny. Yeah. You don't play Destiny for the story. I play Destiny for the mechanics of the game and to play with my friends. So, like, the way they revamped so much stuff. Public mm -hmm. events changed drastically. Yep. So they are amazing you can actually find them now you can it's not just find running around yeah. being like i hope one shows up in this area yeah public events the the change to that was amazing mm -hmm. the um the way the strikes work is a little irritating because i wish i could do heroic they they yeah there's, there's no, no heroics. longer there's no longer a level between regular strike and nightfall strike which irritates me. So, like, regular strikes right. are basically, like, easy. Then there was a different version called Heroic, which was more or less your normal once you got to the end game. Yep. And there's this thing called Nightfall, which is a super hard version of, like, one specific strike that they've souped up right. for this week. And it's got all these different modifiers on it. Um, so it makes it much harder for you. There's more enemies. They have more health. And there's typically a time limit as well. Well, there's a time limit on Nightfalls. And there's always some sort of, like, hindrance for you. Mm -hmm. Like... This week the the debuff on the on the nightfall is your shield doesn't automatically recharge unless enemies, you hit people. Enemies you kill drop little little collectibles that you have to pick up and it immediately recharges your shield. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's hard. I can um, imagine. So, but I don't like that there's nothing in between regular. I'm sure they'll add it eventually. I hope so. That I think is a lot of people's biggest issues with the game in general. Is it feels like two steps forward two steps back yep. in some ways like we're we are not where and like two steps forward three steps back because we are not at where we were 
um, at the end of uh, the Destiny right. yeah. One, it's like all the expansion yeah. stuff. But it's better than base Destiny One. Yes, it's, defi- it's definitely better than Vanilla Destiny, but it's not as good as Rise of Iron. Which is like, too bad because it should be better than Rise of Iron. Well, so I I understand how it backtracked because different teams worked on um, stuff. So okay, the the Vanilla Destiny team is the team that worked on Vanilla Destiny Two. A different shows. team showed up around Taken King. So the first two expansions for Destiny 1 mm-hmm. were developed by the Vanilla team. Then it, they handed it off to an interim team so they could go start on Destiny 2. Well, the, get that interim team back because Taken King and Rise of Iron were awesome. Exactly. So I, they didn't learn from... So this team didn't learn from their own mistakes. Mm, that's the, too bad. And, but they also didn't learn from what people liked about the other expansions. My biggest issue, well, one of my biggest issues, is um, it's similar to what you were, you're complaining about the strikes, because I like to play Crucible a lot. I'm not good at it, yep. but I like to play it. Right now, there are two Crucible playlists. There's normal, and there's competitive. You, I couldn't tell you what the difference between the two of them are. Mm. One just says, this is more competitive, and this is more casual, but you can't pick the game type yep. it's all one just random game type so ho- like hopefully you get clash but nope you're gonna get supremacy oh right. just kidding you got uh can capture the point um there's no way to pick what type of game you are playing it's yep. just good luck and that's like unacceptable in a multiplayer like, i know that it's mo- you said it's mostly single player which is true but i mean like bungie's legacy is their multiplayer shoot each other right stuff with halo it's unacceptable that they don't even have you can't even pick the type of game you want to play right they also made it so you can't replay missions like you can play three a week three a but week. you can't even replay them once you finish them I, I, you also have to play them in a fire team don't you i, no, I played okay. them all solo i've okay. only played this game solo okay. i have not played with anyone else yet i was told you had to play them as a fire team i didn't Test it out. No, the Icor- uh, you're talking about the Icora stuff. Yeah. yeah, I've done them all solo every time. Um, I don't even do them. I did one. Um, I do them because you get um faction rewards yep. for Icora, and she's got sweet armor. So. My issue is definitely like you can't replay stuff, and I also don't like, like, for example, the other day I needed to do a specific strike. Oh, so you had to like wait for it to. Show so up I either the, had in to go into the strike playlist or, and wait for it, mm-hmm. or not. Like, I think there was a way to do it. The other way, but is that the one for one of the um, uh, exotic exotics? Yeah, I did that by myself, and yeah. you can't. There is, it's on Nessus. Nessus, yeah, yeah. There is a way to, to trigger it to start, but it, it told me I needed a fire team, and I said, "Screw you! I'm going to do this myself." I couldn't beat it because the boss is like impossible to do by yourself. But, but you don't have to beat the boss. You do don't you? have to because I, I I popped. It was for the derm string, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I popped the thing, and I was like, "Okay, I got it. I quit." So yep. whatever. Um. But yeah, overall, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait for the new the expansion. When's that come out? Uh, I, think, I hope not for a while. Like uh, I, like two months or so. Yeah, good. You need, I think it I comes think, out around Christmas time. I think they need some time just to have a base game. Yeah. Because uh, make this base game good for well, me. Well, one thing I have enjoyed is they've slowly been rolling stuff out. So like uh, about a week or so after the launch, they mm-hmm. released the first raid, which was really exciting. I watched... Um, uh, a very popular clan do do it for their first time. Oh, and cool. They were like the first people to start it. Oh, cool. And they got to the boss first, but they didn't beat it first. They oh. ended up being world's third. 
which was fun. Um, but the, the raid was cool. I can't wait to do it with my clan. Nice. Um, and then this coming week, they're doing an event, which is um, bringing back the old factions from the first game. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I just know they're coming back. We can talk about it later. Okay. Um, but I like that they're doing a slow rollout. So I think cl- clearly they're going to release the expansion, the first expansion once their slow rollout is done. Mm-hmm. So I think they've planned that out well enough to like give you vanilla content and then slowly release more. Cool. So... Uh, it's been a lot of fun, though. I, I really enjoy it. Sweet. And now that... Uh, Tiffany, wake up. I'm back. Okay. You've been I'm back here. for a while. I went to the bathroom, ate some cashews. Uh, I'm really hungry. Same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, um, what else have you been up to, Tiffany? Um, can I talk about TV? Totally. You can talk about whatever okay. you want. Because TV is starting up again. And um, last week I came home... I'm working um, late on Fridays now because I'm covering football games at work. Mm-hmm. So I get home super late. So last week, um, you were here with Scott recording a podcast, and I literally came in the door and like took a shower and, and crawled in bed. And I was looking for something to watch on TV that's not The Office, Parks and Rec, Futurama. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Our standard four and, rotation. There. Yeah. And so um, I went back to something that I had started watching last year when it came out and it was okay mm-hmm. and i went back again to give it a try uh the good place Kristen bell never even heard of it ted danson oh okay. i've heard of it definitely okay um it's on nbc um what, what's the premise so the premise of the good place is um Kristen bell's character has has died and she, the, she wakes up and she's in what's called the good place heaven whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it um and her she happens to be there by mistake um she's it's her right name it's her right circumstances but they made a mistake and she's not supposed to be there because she's actually this terrible horrible person and she ends up in the good place by mistake and lots of other things unfold where you find out there's another person that's not supposed to be there and there's all kinds of things and it's got a lot of people that mm-hmm. are pretty well known in TV well, world. It, it, and, yeah, and it's a comedy, it's right? It's a comedy, yeah, it's a comedy. But it's a comedy that kinda has some serious ish moments, I guess. It's it's a very, very hard show to nail down. And I know Dwight <laughs> you wouldn't like it. You probably wouldn't like it either. Definitely. I don't know. I don't like anything. I don't know if I like it. But the <laughs> but you've watched the full well, the first, first season, season and the first episode of the second season. The first season. season is only 13 episodes. And they're a half hour or 20... Yeah, 21 minutes or whatever. 21 minutes, yeah. So they're really ne- short. Network TV shows. Um, but it does that thing that I hate. And I was trying to explain it to Dwight. But where instead of showing a joke or having it be kind of physical... They're like, hey, remember that time you did that thing? That was bad. I'm like, that's not a joke. That's not funny. So they don't even do like the cutaway joke? They're just like... They have... They, they do every once in a while do a cutaway joke where um, you have all these characters. It, it kind of focuses on these these four people who are in the good place and, and them kind of trying to figure out how they're going to help uh, Kristen Bell's character, Eleanor if they're going to rat her out, if they're going to just try to cover for her. And they start going back into other things in when they were alive, like different decisions they made or different things that happened to them where maybe they weren't the best people or you find out maybe their lives 
maybe they weren't as good as they were claiming to be and all of this stuff. But so they do do cutaways, but not, not for jokes. Like if you're going to reference something funny that happened, um, you know, be like, well, I know you don't like uh, shellfish. Yeah, that was a really bad night. I'm like, that's not a joke. Right, that's right. not funny. Like, mm. like characters making reference to something that th- a shared experience they, they all had, have. but we haven't seen it. And, 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 and like their reaction to it is supposed to be the joke. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sometimes that stuff is funny. Sometimes it can be um, one of my favorite types of jokes are when you come in on the punchline and you don't know what the joke is and you just hear the punchline and it's just like this non sequitur. It's just I think like a classic example of that is when someone comes in and is like and then I said that's not a snowball that's an icicle and then everyone in the room laughs stuff like that. There's a classic short film called um, Make Love Not No what's it was the name of it. no, make uh, make love not Warcraft is the Starcraft is the, um, the Warcraft is the South Park episode. Yeah, I forget what it was called. I think it was just called, called like it after school special. Holding out for a hero. No, that was um that was after the, school the special. Foreman. Um, it's our PSA. I don't yeah, know whatever. What it was I don't know called. what you're talking about. I'm it's, talking about our five day that we made. Yeah, in, that's in holding college. out for a hero. No, holding no. out for a hero is the Foreman episode. Yeah, that's the one where. Oh, you're talking you about. Are you talking about Hibernation Day? No, nope, nope, not sci-fi. We're literally talking about the films we made in college. Not um, sci-fi double feature. Said, not that's not a snowball. That's, that's an, an icicle. icicle. It's an icicle, and it was me, Phil, and Langer sitting on a couch. It's amazing. It's the one where you he played gets my addicted girlfriend. to Warcraft. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we Anyways. smash a TV. Anyway, yep. yeah. That go look it up on YouTube. Fell, fell for that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> go look it up on YouTube. It's our great movie. See, you see what we said there? We made a reference that the audience doesn't get, but we all thought was funny, and we knew what it was. Well, the thing so is, a joke the like thing you. that's different about that is that <laughs> is that the way it's presented mm-hmm. we're kind of saying it in a silly way so you're like oh that's silly they have an inside joke but these some of these jokes in the good place are just so deadpan they're just like oh yeah like like ted danson is great in this show he's hilarious but just sometimes his deliveries i'm like did you even read a script are you just ad-libbing this entire thing some of it feels very like for example there's a there's a part where they call in this like the the head demon judge guy who's is I that, don't, is I don't, that ben I, no, it's not. Um, ben plays a demon named Trevor, who's awesome. Adam Scott. Adam Scott in the makes show. a cameo, and he's wonderful. Ben Wyatt. Yes, Ben Wyatt. Um, but they Tones call who's the guy that plays the lawyer on Parks and Rec for Tom Haverford. The Diddy did it, Diddy. not Diddy. Diddy. Diddy didn't hire me. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. I can't. I don't know his name. I'm oh, sorry. um, have you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? A little bit. Yeah. He's Holt's Holt's husband. That guy. Um, I think maybe. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Oh, we've definitely met him, but I don't remember I don't who remember. plays him. Never mind. Um, I don't know that guy's name, but I know who you're they, talking about. But they do this thing where they're like, oh, I'm going to have to call Sean. And someone goes, who's Sean? Oh, he's this really bad, evil guy that he's my boss and he's going to decide the fate of whatever. And I'm like, that's not a joke. The joke would be while they're saying, you know, oh, we're going to have to call Sean. Maybe the next thing is cut to, you know... It does eventually cut to like him walking, and they do like this like tilt up to like reveal who he is. But it would have been funnier if they, who Sean, just cut to that part. Like mm-hmm. I don't need an explanation of who he is. I'm gonna get that visually. They so, like overexplain things. They like... overexplain. It's crazy. So, I, and there's a couple. There's a character that's super obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You find out there's another character that's not supposed to be there. Um, so it Which sounds like you hate this show. But I don't, Why do you but watch I it? I don't hate it. So 
it has a really cool feel to it. It's really crisp and modern and, and fun and lighthearted. Like, I visually like it. I like some of the, the... I love Kristen Bell. I think she's hilarious. I like the... It's not even a soundtrack, but some of like the music. I guess that goes along with the aesthetic. The whole aesthetic of the show I like. The story, I'm kind of interested what happens. Mm-hmm. I just think this would be a better movie than a TV show. And I just watched the season premiere. It was an hour long. It was two episodes. And at the end of season one, there's a twist. And everything's reset. So basically, the first two episodes are like just kind of a faster version of the first season. It, it's huh. It's not great. But I'm going to keep watching it until I can't watch it anymore, I guess. It, I don't know. It kind of sounds like your generic uh, network sitcom at this point where you you like it more for who's on it than the content that it gives you. But I still <laughs> like, the, I like the concept of it. I just don't like the way it's done. Right. What, what makes it sound really rough as to, like, What's disappointing about you not liking it is it has like all the elements that you should like it. Yeah, it's like, Michael like Shore, Alex was just saying, yeah, who exactly. Does Parks and Rec, Michael, Parks and Rec. One hundred percent. This is um, a Michael Shore Office? show. Yeah, uh, he wrote a lot of episodes of The Office, and he created, created Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec so this is, is my like favorite show. the pedigree of this show mm-hmm. is it should be really good, and then there's a bunch of people on it who are awesome. Yeah, but um, like it but sucks it's just, that it's not it's landing. Falling for you. flat for me, and I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, if anybody else has any TV suggestions for me. I'm looking for some new TV show suggestions yeah. for the upcoming season. Because the other stuff that we watch are Superstore, Superstore and... which which is which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Last, Last Man, Man on, on Earth. Earth. So. So, so that's great. Yeah, if anyone has any suggestions, email us. Um, yeah. N- uh, no refunds podcast at, at gmail dot com. I want some suggestions, but yeah. So I've been watching that. It's cool. not. That's like a really like mean review, <laughs> I guess. Ah, I'm looking bad. Uh, I've been meaner. Yeah, very. <laughs> so. I've also been watching some TV. Uh, Tiffany, you watched this with me. And Alex, I don't know if you watched this. One of, uh, this is also another spoiler for uh, our, a uh, foreshadowing for an upcoming movie or an upcoming episode. I really like the movie Wet Hot American Summer. And Oh, yeah. Net- Netflix, a couple years ago at this point, had a mini series, more or less, of uh, the first day of camp, which was a prequel to the movie yep. Wet Hot American Summer. And about a month ago, they released um, a sequel to that series called Ten Years Later, which is, if you've ever seen Wet Hot American Summer, that's a, a stinger <laughs> joke uh, at the end of Wet Hot American Summer. And they mm-hmm. mention it a little bit in the movie, too. Um, have any of you seen this? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Okay, you haven't. And I know Tiffany did. I just we, took a big sip of water. Because we but literally yes. watched the whole thing in one sitting. It was so good. It was hilarious. Nice. I, have you watched Wet Hot American Summer? So, um, you want my background on this? Sure. Yeah. I, watched, I watched the movie. Spoiler alert. Didn't like it. Huh. Okay. Watched the uh, first day of camp. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Did you then rewatch the movie and super love it? I didn't rewatch the movie. Okay. okay. I will rewatch the movie eventually. The movie is so good. The, um, I think the reason that I like it, and I'll go into this more in, in more detail at some point in the future, but <laughs> yeah, that, that movie is... Um, it's a perfect, just like an encapsulation of a time period in my life. I watched it freshman year of college, mm-hmm. um, the first weekend that I spent in college. Yep. So it's like a very formative movie for right. me. Yep. Um, and it's awesome. The absurdist humor in That's it hard, is yeah. insane. It's so left field and out there. And every little scene has 
um, a million background details that you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's it's really quick wordplay for a lot of it, and it's really fun. And there's also really cool visual gags. Mm-hmm. And the cast is freaking bonkers. That's why it's I love it. Stacked. Yeah. It's Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, H. John for, Benjamin. H. John oh, Benjamin. He, uh, he he like actually shows up in the um, TV show, yeah. but in the movie he only plays a, a can, can of vegetables. Yeah. Um, who's the guy who plays Gene? I think He's, Jason Schwartzman's in it. Jason Schwartzman's in the oh, in the, the, t- in in the, the TV, TV show. show. Which one's Gene? Gene is the uh, chef. The one, who, oh, uh, the one um, who humps the fridges. I know who plays him. Oh, Molly Shannon's in it. Molly Shannon's in it. I know who Gene, plays him, but he, I can't he's think, very he's he's on like Law and Order. Chris Maloney. He's on Chris, it's Chris something. Merlot, Malone. Chris Mer Merlot. Uh, um, no, Mer- we're, Merlot. Yeah. we're ignorant. Michael Ian Black, um, That's and the right. person who wrote and directed it uh, is Michael Showalter. Wrote it, and my, David, and David, David Wayne, Wayne directed it. Um, I think uh, that maybe, might be my issue with the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like David Wayne. Okay, that's fair. Uh, at least I, I, the only thing I liked that he directed was, uh, I think he did it. Uh, Let's stay together. What's the name of it? They came together. Is that the, the Paul one Rudd? With Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. I don't know if that was. I think that was David Wayne. I think it, it was, was either David, David Wayne. Wayne or Shul Walter. It definitely feels like David Wayne, which is why probably why I associated yeah. with him. That but, one's um, awesome. That movie's great. I think we did we talk about that on the podcast. I know Tiffany and I watched it. We, that we movie's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, that's the only one what of the movie? movies that I really like. They came liked. together? The one that's ripping on every oh, yes. stereotype like of, like, of, of the David Wayne movies. also did Wanderlust, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. He did um, Ten, I think was the name of it, okay. uh, which was about the Ten Commandments with Paul Rudd. Oh. Which was... It, yeah. it was Who meh. did... Show Walter did My Name is Doris. Okay, that's... Thank you. I you knew what I was going to say. What? I haven't seen that's it That's a yet. good one. But anyways, what? Um, ten years later... Is and it is Chris Maloney. Maloney, okay, you're Christopher right. Christopher Maloney. Gene. Well done. But She's there's perfect. a whole bunch of people who are in it, and it was all before they became really famous. So oh, Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Yes, Elizabeth That's Banks. That's the other one. Sorry, I'm just yep, looking. Yep. I'm looking it, through the list. It's kind of like a freaks and De- freaks and geeks sort of thing, where like mm-hmm. it's a bunch of famous people before they were famous, yeah. and you're just like, holy crap. You watch it in retrospect and you're like, yeah. holy crap. This is insane. How yeah. did they do that? Well, and the thing that's cool about that is that most of these people have come back they, for yep. the for the, the two Netflix shows. They all came back for the first one. They All of them, except for Bradley Ray Cooper, Cooper, came back for the next one because he's way too busy. Yeah. But what they did with his character is <laughs> amazing because so his character is still in it. And uh, what happened was he got a nose job. Yep. And so now he looks just like Adam Scott. <laughs> and Adam Scott plays and he him. played by Adam Scott and it's and wonderful it's, it's hysterical That's hilarious. Um, so it's it's 10 years later we're catching up with all these characters and it's just so much fun seeing where they are now and it gets go it de- um, devolves into like really ridiculous crap because it's 10 years later well, so and yeah. these are also actors that are in their 40s and 50s playing playing 30 year olds which is funny yeah, because like in the original one it was like 30 year olds playing teenagers yeah. and then they did 10 and then they did first day of camp so it was 40 year olds 40 50 year olds playing, playing even younger, younger versions of <laughs> yeah. their other stuff which is just hysterical and now, yeah now they're supposed to be in their yeah their late 20s early 30s yep. and all of them or maybe they're supposed to be like 26 because i think they were and most of them the are in one. their 40s and 50s yeah, which is so super <laughs> funny great. and so you've got um instead of Reagan being the president now you've got George Bush yep. and so Michael Ian Black does a George Bush oh, impression and um, so 
Showalter's back at, or it's replaying Nixon, and that's kind of like the ulterior, or yep. that's like the the B plot. That's like mm-hmm. the big driving force throughout the whole show. That they're gonna lose the camp. Yeah, they're gonna lose the camp. Oh no! <laughs> but it's so over the top. It's so funny, and it's so. There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall jokes. The Michael, um, sorry, the David Hyde Pierce joke. I'm going to spoil this joke. It's so good. You haven't seen it because you still haven't seen the very last episode. I fell asleep. The last episode, they're dealing with a a rocket going off. And so they call, oh, we know an astrophysicist. We're going to call him. And they call David Hyde Pierce. And so he's on like a Skype call with them. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just do this, do this, do this, and do this. And he's like, did you get that? Is that good? Okay. And then he rips off his mustache, stands up, gr- turns around, grabs his Emmy, and says, okay, if you need me to do it again, just just let me know, and walks away. So it's like, this, he, they did a Skype call to record his part, and That's it's awesome. freaking funny. So good. Um, Chris Pine is in this, too. They got oh, Chris yeah, Pine back. Oh, because he came back. He did the first day of camp Yeah, he thing. was in the first Chris day of Pine camp. Too. It's Chris friggin' Pine. Yeah, Kristen, Kristen Wiig's in, in this. It. I don't like Kristen Wiig. She was fine in this I one. I liked her in this, but she's silly. I liked her better in this one than I did in, first in the first day of camp. Day of camp. Yeah, she's silly. And she's the cute. note that they wrap it up on is so shockingly sweet mm-hmm. and, like, it like really made me go, oh my god! This it was like a really, really touching, beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. It was such a nice. If they don't make any more, I'll be very happy because it was like a good capper, a good ending, and like it's amazing because this stupid little dumb comedy that they made almost like on a lark, uh, twenty years ago at this point or mm-hmm. seventeen years ago at this point. Um, has become this, not a cultural phenomenon, it's a cult hit, and yep, it's yep, yep. just the fact that they ended it, and it was beautiful. It really it, it was. Re- it really meant, like, it meant a strange amount to me, more than I thought it yeah, would. Yeah, and it's really nice the way they do it, because they do that, like, was this whole thing, you know, a, a, a story? Was yeah. Did it actually happen? Was it embellished? Did you have unreliable narrator stuff? Yeah. Well, in, in, in that case, I'll, I'll go into it. So um, what it is is Coop has written a book called Wet Hot American Summer, and he's trying to sell it because that's what Coop became as he became a writer. writer. And his, his uh, publisher is like, do you really expect me to believe that you and your friends um, fought uh, Richard uh, – fought Ronald Reagan and George Bush and you saved a camp from a, a missile, a nuclear missile attack. And he's like, well, I could tell you that I got together with my friends and we hung out and we had a few laughs and it was fun. Or I could tell you this version of the mm-hmm. story. It's like, you tell me which one you would rather hear about. And it, it was shockingly, really like, sweet. it was adorable. And I don't know why, but it really like, it like gave, I, even just saying that right there, ooh, gave me a little <laughs> bit of chills. And like, it makes, it, it makes no sense it's really why nice. it did that. But it was just, it's a really nice, it was a, it was a really cute sentiment, and then there's one more coda scene that is also beautiful, mm-hmm. and it makes you wonder maybe the whole thing has been just him embellishing a story. So yeah. it's really really cool. Yeah, I liked it. White Hot American Summer, first day of camp, highly recommend it. I, you have to watch it in order though. It's you not have first day to camp. watch the movie um, first. Ten, ten years later, but watch the movie first. Yeah, watch the movie. Then watch first, then watch day, first camp, day of camp. Then, then watch, watch the sequel. Years, ten years later, it's excellent. I might watch the sequel after I brush up on the first two again. I, I stand by, I would do it more. I was not, I liked First Day of Camp, but it wasn't my favorite. But this yeah, new one is I, awesome. I felt the same way. Like, I I didn't even really like Wet Hot American Summer the first time I watched it. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Um, also on the DVD, there's a uh, commentary fart track. Me and Brian watched that one day. <laughs> I remember it's, that awesome. So it's, you can it's watch literally, the movie with farts. It's literally just the movie playing, and then occasionally someone will just go... <laughs> <laughs> like it's after someone says awesome. something or as someone's walking away, they'll be like, that's ridiculous. It's 
it's yeah. that type of absurdist humor that I love. And, and I, and so I like good. it because I never used to like that type of humor, but now I understand it and respect it. So, like, mm-hmm. I like it more now. And then... It's smarter than just being like, oh... Uh, here I am in my kitchen. Bologna sandwich. It's not Spaghetti like and it's yeah. not just random humor, mm-hmm. but it, it is random humor. But it's, it's smart not, random humor, and it's not all physical. It's very smart. You have to be paying attention. I want to be on you. What do you? I mean, what? Like hey from hey before. from before. I want to be on you. <laughs> I'm talking to Dwight, not to okay. you. Want to be in me. All right. Um, so Alex. So now it's my turn to talk yes, about TV. Your turn again. Okay. So I've been watching a lot of TV recently. So the thing I want to talk about is something that let's go with the thing that neither of you have watched. I'm pretty okay. sure. I like that we've been talking about things that like one of us maybe hasn't seen or, or both of us yeah. haven't seen. It's kind of nice. So I last Saturday, right before we recorded our it podcast, good podcast, I, I finished watching Ozark, which is okay. a Netflix television show that came out this june i want to say is that the one with jason bateman the one with jason bateman so the way i was sold to this was if you need to fill your breaking bad fix watch ozark okay so basically what ozark is is it's a show about a guy played by jason bateman who uh, launders money for a cartel and in the first episode Stuff goes down and he has to relocate his family to the Ozarks in Missouri um, and kind of continue doing his business with uh, the cartel, but in a different location where it's harder to launder the money. And that's basically the, the entire setup for the plot. It's... If I uh, I understand why people are compar- saying this is like a Breaking Bad fix. It's very much in the same vein where the main character is definitely an anti-hero. He's not necessarily the best guy, but you're kind of rooting for him. And but it's it's past the point where he broke bad. Yeah, because we got to see Walter's right. full descent yes. and then like rise, which in is the, why in the this isn't empire. as good. Which is why this isn't as good. But okay. it's still good. You, it's basically like. If you started Breaking Bad at season three. Okay. So he's already in in it, mm-hmm. but hasn't necessarily become like an awful, awful person. Does he be? I'm assuming he's going to become an awful, awful person. Um, Bateman's really good at playing those type of characters. Well, like even like Michael Bluth is someone like that. It like, was it was funny because as I was watching it, I was like, I feel like Jason Bateman was miscast because this guy felt more uh mani- not maniacal but like mobstery cartelly oh, okay. than he should but then they make a point of making it obvious that that's the reason he's in this role they picked him because he doesn't seem like he fits okay. so like i'm just like okay now i understand it's it's really fun it's dark like a lot of the stuff that happens in it is just really really dark um, it's Netflix, so they can probably be a little bit darker than Breaking Bad was. Yeah, they they get away with a lot of really weird stuff. Like they they like scoop out someone's eyeballs from their head, which is Ooh. fun. Um, my only issue, my biggest issue with it was we got one episode that was backstory on how uh, Jason Bateman's character got into the cartel and started laundering money, mm-hmm. and I would have liked that to have been like the first season. 
I wanted that whole that whole thing to be dr- more drawn out. I, I agree. Um, I believe Morty says it really good in that one episode, the Purge episode. Start yeah. your story where it starts. Don't right. give me a flashback. Don't give me a three yep. weeks later. Let's start our stories where they begin. Yeah. So it was good. Um, Jason Bateman was great. Laura Linney plays his wife. She was great. Um, no one else of merit is really, or no one else that I can name was in the show, but mm-hmm. the entire cast was amazing. Um, there's this one girl that plays like Jason Bateman's antagonist, but also like friends mm-hmm. in the show. And she was amazing. Um, and Peter Mullen, I, I can name one other person. He plays the actual antagonist of the show and he is just phenomenal. I've seen him. He played a very similar role on Top of the Lake season one. And he knocked that one out of the park. So getting to see him do it basically again, but as a southern redneck was fun. So going from like, New Ze- uh, not New Zealand. I think that was in Australia. Australia to southern redneck. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the subtle differences in his character was, was really cool. I would highly suggest it if you liked Breaking Bad. It's definitely in the same wheelhouse. I loved Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was one of my favorite shows while it was airing. I agree. When it was on, I don't know if it overlapped with Game of Thrones. If it did, I wasn't watching Game of Thrones at that point. It was the best show on TV, though, when it was on. I I think that it is one one of the greatest shows ever. Even if I necessarily wouldn't call it one of my favorites. I would would say, I would say it was perfectly executed from start to finish. It was, it was expertly written. The direction on almost every episode was perfect. Every episode felt important and necessary. There was no filler. No acting was just phenomenal. It it, it really is one of the greatest shows Mm -hmm. ever made. And I'm excited to see what, um, star Wars episode uh, eight looks like. Yeah. Because of rain Johnson, Ryan Johnson, Ryan, is it Ryan? Ryan. I always say Ryan. Ryan Johnson. Who, it's R-I-A-N. Ryan. Yeah, yeah but I always uh, switch those two words to make it rain. Rain. Um, you make it rain? Yeah. Make it rain. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't like been listening Bad. for the last couple Not minutes. Okay. He directed That's two fine. episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah, two of the best ones. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did three. Maybe. Oh, he did do three. He, he did, did three. He did, he did Fly. The Fly. He did Ozymandias. Yep. And, and he, he did... did um, is Fly the one... Which one's the one where they buy the, um, the cars and... That's it, not... Uh, that's... Uh, is that someone else? Uh, that that might be him. Was it fifty one? Um, fifty. Uh, I don't remember the other episode. He definitely did three. He I know did he do did Fly. I know he did Ozymandias. Ozymandias is the best episode of Breaking Bad. See, I think it's the best, but my favorite is Fly. I love Fly. Oh, so regardless, it's a Ryan, it's a Ryan Johnson right, episode. Right. Fly is my favorite episode of because watching Breaking Bad because I watched it live when it aired. Like I. I I think we've talked about this. I started during season three. I, I started during season two. So I watched the first episode, or first season, which was the shortest season. It was seven episodes. And then I, I started watching season two, and it's just phenomenal. Fly 51 and Ozymandias. 51. I was right. Yep. Uh, yes. That's the one where they buy the, they buy they buy the, the cars. buy the cars, and it's like... Yep. Because that's... um, It's Walt's 51st birthday. Yep. And him and he buys them for yep. him and uh, Walt Jr. Yeah. Um... Yeah, good show. Anyways, I, don't know, anyway, I don't know how we got onto Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad, amazing show. I'd like to do a rewatch because it's been so long since I watched it all the way through. 
the the last time I watched it all the way through was when it first was when the last season aired. Yes, because I rewatched everything. Because which was, I was like my senior year of college. That was like five or six years. It ago really at was because it was to the point where I was rewatching the whole season before a season would air. Yep, or the whole series before a new season would air. And so I just did that up until the last yep. season aired. And we should do we should rewatch it for this podcast. Okay, I'm fine with that. Maybe, maybe if do, we can find the time, I would love to do that. I will find find the time, and if we want, we could break it into chunks, like one season at a time. It's like Breaking Bad. <gasps> okay, we're done talking about boring stuff, yep. Tiffany. If you okay. want to talk, um, what, what, I have a topic that I was going to say, but I can I can pass it off to you it? if you would like it. Um, and it's actually kind of a follow up on our last episode. Is we, it King of Tokyo? Yes, it is. Because that was the last thing on my list. I had three things that I wanted to talk about, and one was. Lego Dimensions, Good Place, and then King of Tokyo. So You're already done with your list? Well, I think we'll finish our... I think what's going to happen is we're going to do our... Finish our circle, and then Alex can just dump his 17 movies that he's seen. Yeah. I only I only have, like, two movies to talk okay. about. Oh, okay. And we'll end it with <laughs> Maybe, that. Uh, no, three. Yeah. Okay. That end it with good. that. Because I haven't seen... So go. Um, so on our last podcast that I got to actually talk in, which is awesome. You've gotten to talk a lot tonight. Yes, I know, because I've gained my confidence. But on the last podcast, we talked about um, going to a game shop up in... It's not... The game shop itself isn't in Old Orchard, but it's up in Maine called... Um, um, oh, my God. What is the name of the, the... The complex. The complex. I couldn't even think of the name of the, the comic shop. But we bought King of Tokyo. So as of last recording, we hadn't played it yet. And... We've played it like a billion we've times We've played now. it with a billion times. Okay. What is King of with Tokyo? With Dwight's parents. So... Okay, so... Okay, what do you need? Oh, um, what is the King of Tokyo? What is I've King of Tokyo? Of this, I've heard of this game. I've never played it. Never been explained what it is. Okay, so King of Tokyo is a board game where it's replicating a giant monster attack on Tokyo. And so the goal is to become, quote-unquote, the King of Tokyo. You are the last monster either... You are either the last monster standing or you have the, you're the first monster to get 20 victory points. The way that this works... So each person plays a different monster. Yes, there are okay. six different monsters in the game, and they're all based off of classic monsters. You've got a Godzilla one, you've mm-hmm. got a Mecha Godzilla one, you've got a King Kong-style one. There's uh, Cyber Kitty, or Cyber si- Penguin. Cy- uh, Space Penguin, Space Penguin Cyber, Cyber Kitty, Kitty, who's a giant robot cat. Um, Space Penguin is a giant yep. penguin with frost laser guns. There's Alienoid. Who's the crappiest one, and <laughs> nobody likes him because he's just a generic alien. Right. So the way that you take over Tokyo is basically by playing Yahtzee. <laughs> so you have six dice, and on the dice are these different symbols. One's an attack symbol, one's a energy symbol, one is, and then there's um, some numbers. One, two, and, and three. One, two, yep. and three, and then there's something, there's there's another symbol. Um, hearts. Hearts, um, So yep. you, there's yep. heal symbols. So heal. you roll your, um, you roll these six die, and different symbols will come up, and then you can pick any number of those dice to save, any number of those dice to re-roll, you mm-hmm. do that three times, and then you do the actions on your dice. Right. Um, you can either attack people who are inside of Tokyo, or if you're in or Tokyo, outside. then you attack everybody who's outside of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get energy cubes, and then there's these different cards with different abilities that you can then spend those energy cubes on, and those give you different abilities. Sometimes they instantly heal you. Sometimes they make your attack stronger. Sometimes they make your attack attack to um, the person next to each other as well. It, okay. It's pretty neat. Um, and then there's uh, 
the numbers, if you match three of the same number, then you get that number of points, and that goes towards your victory points. So you nice. can play it a couple of different ways. You can either try to attack and kill everybody else, or you can just go straight for points. And there's a bunch of different strategies, and you can <laughs> heal yourself and stuff like that. Yep. It's super fast, it's super, super fun, and it's very easy. It's really easy to pick up. It's really easy to play. My mom... I was just going to say, we played it with, <laughs> with Dwight's parents. I'll, and I'll go over you. And um, who are, I mean, anybody who's older than, I think, like, 45 in their, like, mid to late 40s, the older generation doesn't really get the designer board game thing. But your parents are, like, super into it for whatever, or super accepting of, of trying different things, which is cool. A they lot of really people, like Ticket to Ride, yep. and they really like King of Tokyo. But a lot, But a lot of people from that generation aren't willing to they want like i want to play monopoly or i want to play so but by like we were playing king of tokyo and by the end of it like who was there with us was that your aunt lois, lois? and your mom was like explaining it to somebody else explaining it to aunt lois like was like oh and i gotta do this because like, i, I rolled this so that means i can do this, this, or can this. Do this. i'm That's like awesome dude yeah. linda's getting yeah. it like it was it was really she cool was killing it so we first played it um referencing back to beach trip we went to um we went to my parents' condo at the beach, and um, I brought King of Tokyo because we just bought it. And I was like, this might be a game that they like. We played it three times in a row. Like, they loved it that's so awesome. much. Like, we finished playing it, and I was like, okay, I guess that's it. And I think it was my mom. It was either mom or Gina. We were like, do you want to play again? And I, was, and I, was I like, did it, too. And then we played the and, third time. And then we played it again, and because, like... The first time, people kind of got it. The second time, people really got it. Mm -hmm. And by the time we were playing it a third time, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And then that next week, um, we went down to um, we went down for my grandmother's funeral, and I brought it as well. And we played it once again three times in a row. Like after, like that evening, like we came back, we we just need to decompress, we need right, to do right. something. Yeah. Yeah. And I busted up in King of Tokyo, and it was like it was great. It took our mind off of uh, the the crappiness that was going on, and it was just. So much fun. And yeah. it got cutthroat. Not cutthroat in like a <laughs> it mean did. way, but it's like we all knew the rules and we were all super into it. So like got competitive. everybody had like a different strategy. Like your sister is really quiet and kind of sits there and doesn't really talk and, and, and talk like, about what she's doing. Yep. And and like I was just kind of going for like brute strength and, mm -hmm. and other people were buying cards and it was very, very cool to see the different ways that you could win. Everybody has won at least once, except for somebody. Except for me. Is it Tiffany? Yeah. I, I like am that the... when you said somebody, you pointed at <laughs> Tiffany. I'm the <laughs> only person that hasn't won yet. In the group that we played with, group, yeah. yeah. You'll win. I'll win eventually. eventually. I was close the first time. You really were. But then I got wiped out. Here's the my dad was gone within like the first three turns yeah. in the first game that we played. Yeah. That, that sounds like your dad. Um, yeah. We there's also several expansions to this game. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yes. Um so like I was talking about, there's cards that you can buy. There's an expansion that comes with an individual deck for every single monster. So everyone excited. gets their own wow. customizable powers. So that way every monster becomes even more unique as yeah. opposed to just a cardboard cutout. Right. They are like you actually have like Space Penguin has like freezing powers that can like oh. freeze your opponents mm -hmm. so they can't That's make so action cool. so it's Awesome. There's I haven't a, bought it yet. And then there's additional characters, too. There's a too. Halloween pack, too. Yep, there's a Halloween cool. expansion. Halloween's pack. coming up. A there's pack. There's um, a Cthulhu monster as well. There's, like, a giant panda monster. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of extra That's ones. That's awesome. I'm going to pick it up at some point. It's really fun. It's a fun game. Thank you That's to really cool. who will never listen to this, but the guy at the complex who I don't know We should, we should tag him in the um. Yeah, episode. actually, we should. Um, Whose so, turn is it? 
Um, it's my turn. So. Oh yeah, I guess that was my thing, but it was. It was your, your thing. That's okay. You. Mm-hmm. Well, it was I'm, on my list. So um, last night, uh, literally last night, I went to my sister. Just got a new apartment, and um, me. Um, Bonnie, who was in the background of an episode, uh, her boyfriend, Jesse, and my sister, and uh, another guy, uh, his name is Josh. He owns Josh's Toys and Games, uh, a local toy stores in the area, which is pretty cool. Because um, he knows lots of games. Yes, he does. Well, he also stuff. owns a game store. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we all played um, a game called uh, Betrayal and House on the Hill. And I don't know if you've have, if either of you played that game. Nope, I, play, I played it I once. To. I'll talk about it once once you give the setup. Okay, um, I like this game a lot. So the way that Betrayal at House on ha- House on Haunted Hill or House whatever on the Hill. Ha- Betrayal at House on the Hill is a horror style game, and it's a um, you're these explorer or you're these like stock characters from horror movies or like sci- like B mm-hmm. movies, uh, and you're moving through this house, and the way the house is built is through these tiles that you discover as you uh, move into empty spaces and so you're you're constructing this uh, mansion made out of corridors and laboratories and chapels mm-hmm. and all these like horror movie tropes and you can go into the basement you can go into the attic uh, you can and you're creating this giant labyrinth more or less and then as you're revealing these things you're drawing these cards that are either events items or omens and once you draw enough omen cards or eventually the omen cards will trigger an event called the haunt at which point the game then changes so you've been just exploring and trying to build up your character collect items get get better stats things like that once the haunt is triggered it's one of 50 random scenarios that you have this like manual for and the person who triggers it become potentially becomes a traitor or somebody becomes a traitor Mm -hmm. um and then so you need to like read this haunt book and there's like i said 50 scenarios that are all drastically different i've only done i think two of them at this point in my life um and so you need to then play out that scenario and there's different win conditions for each different person or uh, different teams and it's it was a lot of fun it was a little long um the interesting the well the way the Ours went long. Okay. Um, and I'll get to get into why. So uh, the game itself. I should have talked about this with King of Tokyo. I'll, I'll, I'll briefly circle back to King of Tokyo. The um, the quality of King of Tokyo is great. The cardboard cutouts are okay. thick and chunky. Yeah. Uh, the dice are f- are big and fun to roll. They're mm-hmm. very satisfying. The energy cubes are the are like tiny little um, clear plastic yeah. uh, cubes. They are awesome and they look fun to do. To you know, so it's a really really well constructed. Uh, game the game board is literally just a tiny little square and it's just like you're on it or you're off of it oh nice it's really cute really simple the components for this game um this is the second or for house on hill or betrayal house on the hill this is version two i played version one when i was in college Mm -hmm. and i believe that the components in this one are more or less better um the the miniatures are now painted they're more detailed the um the tiles are nice quality they're fine um all the little tokens are, are decent. The I don't know if this was just our copy of it, but the um, there's these pentagram um, cardboard mm-hmm. uh, character sheets, basically, and that's how you're supposed to track your uh, your stats. The little arrows that you slide onto the side of them did not fit snug enough, and so like if you bumped the table or you bumped your thing. 
it would just shift. And so oh, you wouldn't no. know, you would lose track of all your stats. So you basically had to be keeping a, a constant mental tally of what was going on. It was stupid and dumb and unacceptable. I didn't like it. When I played it, I didn't have that issue. So That's, maybe I had a different version of the game. Like I said, we played the second edition. Yeah. I don't know if... I, when I played the first edition, I don't remember having that problem. It's possible they cheaped out on stuff. It's yeah. very other possible. other components better. Um, regardless, though, like that doesn't affect how the game is actually played. That's just a nitpick. But yeah. sometimes um, that takes you out of it. You're like... But what, what did I have? It's also important to know your stats. Yeah. In this game, it's very yeah. important to know your stats. It was more or less like I had to remember, like, okay, I've been hurt in knowledge one yes. so i was like even if it's not there i know i'm minus one for my starting yeah. location the scenario that we ended up playing was a zombie invasion scenario oh, that's awesome so it was pretty fun but what made the game go really long is so it was split between everyone else and then one person was playing the zombie lord yep and the zombie lord had to take two different turns because there was a zombie lord token and then there was a um Three hordes of zombies that you had to like sp- that were end up getting split up. Maybe yeah. there was four hordes, so you yeah. had to like move those all individually. Right. It took a lot, and the guy who was playing the zombie lord had hardcore analysis paralysis, yep. which is a, a a term. Just I'm sure it's re- relatively self-explanatory, but it's he spent so much time thinking out what he was going to do, and right. not like it was a little bit. It's it slowed the game down to a crawl. Yep. Because everyone else was like, okay, boom, 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 back to him. Like ten minutes. Yeah, it, it took it took a long time. Yep. The game was still a lot of fun. Um, we ended up losing. Uh, the zombie lord won. So, what's up? Here's okay. So the f- one time I played it, I love the concept. I love getting to the the exploration phase. When I played, we only played with three people. And that oh, we hit a full full table of that, six. That might have been the issue because the haunt came on very quickly. Okay. Like ours took like a half an hour to an hour before ours the took haunt like even started. Maybe ten to fifteen minutes before the haunt started. Well, because you're also going quicker, so Right. And then the poltergeist we got poltergeist. Okay. The poltergeist killed us immediately. Like oh, that sucks. It was <laughs> maybe a twenty minute total game. And I think it was because the size of our group. I think because wow. the game says you can play, I think, three to eight um, people. Yeah, I think six people. Uh, three, six is three the most. Three to six. I, I definitely said three was the minimum because we, we were like not sure if we were going to be able to play. I, th- I think, yes, you can technically play with three, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't play with less than like five. Pro- I think five or six is probably the proper number. I think six is too many. Oh, okay. I, th- I think five would have been the correct amount yeah. because six, there was a, it got to the point where, um, Justin, I think this is just cause it was getting late. Yep. Um, Justin, when the haunt started, um, cause it took a while for everyone to kind of figure out their roles. And yep. so the, the guy who became the, um, the haunt master or whatever, the trader, uh, went downstairs to like read over the book and Justin went to go lay on the couch and he just fell asleep. <laughs> so, oh my God. so I ended up playing <laughs> my, my funny. role and his role in the haunt because <laughs> it was like, whatever he's asleep, let's not worry about it. But that's just an indication as to how, how long, long and yeah. how late it was getting. So I think that's half of it. By the end, Bonnie was not happy. She was like, just, just end it. That's- just, just stop it. Just end it. Bonnie, um, if you've known her long enough, after 11 o'clock, don't try to do anything with her. That's me. Like, yep, same. A- after 11 o'clock, just stop everything you're doing and just like take her wherever she needs to be. It was almost or 12 else, by this or point. Or else it's going to be a bad day. 
this is though, why I love Bonnie. Though if I'm you push way. if you push her past that, she does she right around, around one o'clock. If you, like right around one, she gets into her loopy phase, yeah, which is which maybe is my fun. favorite Bonnie. So <laughs> I can see that. So we're gonna tag cute. we're gonna tag Bonnie in it. Hashtag Bonnie. Hashtag Bonnie. Listen. Um, but yeah, House on the Hill, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, I'd heard about it a lot. I played it for the first time with my friends that lived down in Jersey. Um, one of whom's Cowie. Uh, I the, like the the setup to it. I think took us longer to pl- than, wow. than playing the game. I feel like if you had played it with four to five yes. to six, you would have had a better maybe time. Maybe four to six should be the suggested play mm-hmm. group. Maybe even just four to five. Like it sounds to you, from your I, experience, six was too many. I, I think it was too many because of the types of people we had right. playing. Yeah, but other than that, so it may, was... maybe it's four. It's a four to six game. I want to play it again in a bigger group. Um, but yeah, it's a good cool. game. Nice. So that's my experiences. So, so Alex, since you guys both talked about, talked about board like games, because we're at one fifty, would you like to give a wham slam? Thank you, ma'am. Oh, I I was gonna talk about. Oh, okay. okay. Go to the board game. Oh, I didn't have a board game, but I experienced a game for the first time um, about football about two months ago. I went down to Jersey and I played shuffleboard for the first time. Oh my god, I love this! <laughs> so I had ne- sorry, okay. I, got really excited. I had never played shuffleboard. We were um, on the boardwalk, uh, hanging oh. out, waiting for our ex- escape room. We did an escape room. Oh, cool! Which I also wanted to talk about. Yeah, feel free. Um, so we were waiting for our escape room. We had time. So we went down and we played shuffleboard, which I had never played. I always just thought of it as that weird game that old people play. It's like um, curling. So, so I was just like, yeah. And that's exactly, uh, somebody explained it to me. And I went, oh, oh, okay. This is just like curling, just without the curling. Mm-hmm. And without the, without the broom. I am so terrible at shuffleboard. Yes. I'm like real bad. I don't have the finesse, and when I try to finesse it, it, it goes too short. When I don't try to finesse it, it, like, launches off the back of the board. I'm terrible at shuffleboard, but it was a lot of fun. It was, a, like, a lot of fun. I don't know how I went so long without pl- ever playing it. Maybe <laughs> well, it's because I don't go to beaches, and that's which is where it is. Well, that's the thing. The, the only place that I've ever played it has been in camping settings. Yep. So yep. Um, yep. We, we used to go up to Maine to a resort called Point Sebago mm-hmm. and they had shuffleboard there and when I was younger R.I.P. Sebago yeah when I was younger Sebago's still alive I know that's my sister's cat <laughs> I just never see him anymore so oh, I just he assume he lives with Taylor I just assume he's gone he's old when I was younger, we used to go to like Jellystone National Park campgrounds and like a bunch of other ones. And campgrounds always have a shuffleboard. Yes. Jellystone. Jellystone. It's in it's in um, northern New Hampshire. There's, and it's it's, actually, uh, it's that Yogi that Bear Yogi? themed. Okay. okay. There's Yogi actually two in New Hampshire, and there's a chain. It's yeah, a chain. It, it, oh, cool. it's a chain style yeah. okay. um, campground, but it's Yogi Bear themed, and okay. like they would have stuff like that, and like that's where I learned how to play it. I love shuffleboard. Dwight loves shuffleboard. It's so cool. I yeah. I'd rather play curling probably. Just I've be- never played curling. I, I've never played it either, but I want to because of the added element to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Dwight is obsessed with curling. Me there too. was a period of time where... I was obsessed with curling before it got really cool. Yes. Like, there, there was a, yes. a Winter Olympics where it blew up. The Winter Olympics before, before that, that, I was like, this is amazing. I've, yes. I've always thought curling was the greatest Olympic sport, period. Fact. Period. 
There's um, a lot of strategy involved. But that's besides the... And that's probably why I'd like it a little more, because, mm-hmm. of, the, it, because of the team-basedness mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. and the strategy involved. Um, but Shuffleboard was a lot of fun. Now, going back to the escape, escape room. room yes. So, this was really... Like, escape rooms, I've heard about them, like, a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, they've been super popular. From uh, co-workers and mm-hmm. friends and... Um, so my friends wanted to do an escape room. So when we were down there, we went and did an escape room and our escape room was area 51 and Pass. there, there was an alien nope. right in the middle of the room nope. and we had to like find the cure to a virus that the aliens had brought with them that was going to kill the entire world. So, um, Escape rooms conceptually. What, what was the name of the escape room that you went to? Do you know? Uh, was it called Escape Room Elements? No. Okay, because uh, we have a friend who went to college. We went to college with who owns a escape room in Rhode Island. Um, we called, were in New Jersey. Oh, sorry, you were in New Jersey. Just kidding. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he has. That's okay. Yeah. Um. Damn it! I mistake. That would have been cool if there was that connection. Escape rooms conceptually to me sound really cool. Yep. But I'm not sure they work for me in execution like i liked it i Mm -hmm. i i did like it uh it was cool having to like search through things to find clues to move to the next thing but for me i want the experience to be more immersive yeah i would love to do instead of do like a a 30 minute or one hour like in Mm -hmm. one room Mm -hmm. i want to do like and this is like an extreme comparison but i want to do like a saw two I want to be yeah. locked in, in a, a room house. with a bunch of people, find the way out of that room, and find out we're in a house where we have to, like, do puzzles in each room to mm-hmm. get out of the house. Like, have, have you heard of Boda Board? That's what I was Boda just going to say. You yes. might like the Boda I haven't done it, but that's more what Boda Board is. I've heard is. of Boda Board. It's more you're yeah. in a series of rooms and you do different or you can things. You can pick challenges to do. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. But I want it to have, with Boda Board, from what I've heard of mm-hmm. it, it's less i'm gonna put it's this more in physical quote, in quotes like lore based mm-hmm. like i want something that's you want okay. fully immersed su- fully full okay. immersion mm-hmm. you're lo- like you're locked in this room because x y and z you get out of the room and you, there's just still more stuff to do because of the yep. story that's behind it because there's, of the implication yes Ooh. there's also this thing it's not exactly an escape the room but it's similar to that it's called a mega game yeah um what a mega game is is it's more or less literally a six to eight hour game that you play with like 50 people that's awesome and it's Whoa. so it's it's team based everybody's split into these teams yep. and on each team everybody gets a role and so you're um it's really almost like a, a condensed version of like a model UN, but mm-hmm. it's on more oh. of like a glo- uh, not a global scale, but it's like a uh, an alien invasion right, scale right, right. or something like that, where like things are happening and you're you're trading resources with other teams. So it's like you're a different countries yep. or you're different, you know. Um, uh, think like Catan, like you're yeah. you're dealing with that type of stuff, and like so everyone's like getting different powers and abilities, and they're using stuff. You're forging alliances with people. That sounds like a and, lot of fun, and it's like a six-hour thing, and like twists happen and stuff yeah. like that. I haven't ever done one. I've only heard about them on a game podcast I listened to called The Dice Tower. Yep. Um, huh. It sounded really cool. That sounds fun. And like they're like. Like I said, like it takes all day to do. Are one. there snacks? Because I would. Yes, there's like breaks and stuff. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I would get to like hour two and like. Be like, give me peanuts. And be crying hold, hold on the on. floor. People don't break 
during like a zombie apocalypse. You don't just take a break uh, and just be like, oh, I'm hungry. It's not like uh, a rocket's coming at your house and you're like, oh, guys, let's have dinner and talk about how we don't have enough time. I. But you can pause a movie, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I would just die. I'd be like, just take me, zombies. But something like that seems like something that you might be interested it's that, not exactly an escape the does, escape the house type right. situation but it's an interactive like, role-playing yeah type that, thing. that does sound cool but i i just want like something that's puzzle based that is bigger and more elaborate like the, this is puzzle based because like each person has to like solve puzzles right. like you have I'm, to like play a portion of yeah. a game like at your station but it's to still not a fully immersed experience where you're it's, in a location doing things and then going to the next room like sounds, a haunted okay, house yes, yes, but yes. it sounds fully immersive but yeah like what i'm talking yeah. about is a haunted house yep and yep it'd be it'd be okay, so yeah. much fun to just like grab like six of your friends and they're just like okay you're in this room get out of the house like yep. you have you have five hours mm-hmm. some of the escape the room stuff i've seen pictures of like oh come check out our escape the room it's just like a crappy room with like white walls with like a table set up yeah. with like some things. It's like, come on guys, well, you can do a little bit better than that. From what my friends told me, this one wasn't the best escape the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd done a couple before and they, they were a lot better. So maybe my problem was that this one just didn't, mm-hmm. didn't do it yeah. like properly. Um, so this is like, uh, not a shifting gears, but have you, did you listen to the episode of, um, fighting in the war room where they talk about the art installation? Yes. Okay. Which is so cool. So would you like to explain that to Tiffany? Because I don't remember. Or... Um, I don't remember it super well, okay. but they had an art installation down in like Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. um, where basically you can walk through it freely, however you want. Okay. And you can see like random stuff, but there are side rooms and like Ooh. you can you can Everything's you're interactive. free to roam wherever you want oh, that's as cool. long as it doesn't specifically say like like don't you, go you in can't here, go right? in here yeah so like you can open any door you want which what? could lead down a hallway which could lead to like there's like hidden passages like hidden and, passageways that and there's like diaries to, like, a ba- that you can like pick up and read play, just playing music oh my god so it's that's so cool fu- fully interactive house that That's just awesome. is an art installation. I so, would get lost and cry and get a lot of crying in my life. <laughs> uh, I, it probably wouldn't. I don't think you'd cry. <laughs> no. uh, you'd just be but like, it's all about like exploring and yep. discovering what's around the next corner. And like, there's like, it's, there was like a lore to it. Yes. Oh. There, there, was there was like a, a story lot of lore. there. Uh, which it, that sounds, that's the moment he talked about it. I think, mm-hmm. I think Dave, Dave talked, about, talked it. about it. I was like, this Dave sounds seven. so cool. That sounds, sounds awesome. It sounds so cool. I yeah. wish there was one near me so I could just go and just walk around. Yeah. And just like, he was talking about like he was poking at like things that looked like walls because he was so convinced mm-hmm. like he'd find. And mm-hmm. he eventually found a secret passageway Neat. that he was like, oh, cool. I'm going to follow this. And it's it a very just, Dwight thing to do. I, yeah. I was so enamored by the. It just yeah. leads to. So, uh, that sounds perfect to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Yeah. I would, I I would get like stressed that. out, but I would still. I would. It would be like when we went to the the island in Maine, and you were mm-hmm. like, "Let's go explore," and I'm like, uh, "I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to be here." And then Alex you're like, "Oh, know what yeah. we're talking about?" Because he didn't listen to the podcast because he's not a true friend. Cool. Wow that that got dark. <laughs> podcast over. I'm Bye. hungry. Okay. Um, so Alex, what's yeah, up? Yeah, talk about your movies. Talk about your movies. So uh, we'll finish. Um, I will. I did want to talk about. And this is going to be real quick. Um, I'm just going to blow through everything else on my list. How quick is it? Everything else on my list. I watched The Defenders. Um, The TV show um, 
version of the Avengers. Where they <laughs> the took, one that's not getting very good reviews. Where they at took all. Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, oh Luke yeah, Cage I've heard that's Iron pretty Fist. boring. No, it, it was really? actually pretty good. Okay. So I've, I've heard Iron Fist was bad, so but I everything skipped, else is good. I skipped the Iron Fist TV show because I heard terrible things and I didn't love Luke Cage. Um, but I decided to give the Defenders a try because I heard decent things and it was actually pretty good. It was um it was a lot of fun. It was short, which really helped. Really. They, they, it was like uh, okay. eight episodes, I think, seven episodes. Wow. So they, they cut out like a lot of filler. Um, there was a lot of Daredevil and Jessica Jones who were my favorites. Um, I didn't hate Iron Fist as a character as much as everyone's led me to believe or like told me. Mm-hmm. So maybe because I didn't watch the show, seeing him just in this was better. It was good. Um, not as good as Daredevil or Jessica Jones standalone shows, but definitely better than Luke Cage. So that's all I have to say about that. That's interesting. I read something or somewhere that people weren't crazy about it. Um, yeah, it's gotten mixed-ish reviews. Yeah, okay. Um, I also, going back to the last time we recorded a group podcast, I started watching a television show called Dragon Ball Super. Mm. <laughs> nice. So uh, I think Corey asked the question, uh, what our favorite, like, franchise was from our childhood was that the question it i believe so it was um what you know what franchises are you still involved right. with i believe so it was. my answer was dragon ball z or dragon ball in general but i hadn't started watching super at this point because i was waiting for the dub to like get further in so how did that go for you so i watched all of the dub and i loved it so much that i i just delved straight in i hopped on Crunchyroll and just started watching all the all the subbed stuff. So now I'm caught up. I'm watching it live as it airs. It is amazing. It is so incredibly good. It feels like Dragon Ball Z, um, just like on crack. Like they've expanded it so much to have all these different universes and all these new characters that are so much fun. Um, this is with the female Super Saiyans, right? They, yeah, there are there are there are two Saiyans. female Super yeah, Saiyans at this point. In the little. What are the little people that I like? Oh, you like uh, she loves um, Omni King or um, Zeno, uh, Zeno 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 yeah yeah he's my favorite yeah I, I, think, I, I think he's techn- I think English version his name is the Omni King oh he's okay. he's, he's, the, he's the king of everything yeah. all cute. well there's thir- two of them twelve universe there's two of them now I, I love I because I messaged you and I was <laughs> like oh my god I love Zeno and you you were like just wait and then I was like oh my god there's two <laughs> he's uh, really cute it's so good. Um, I just love how flippantly he says stuff and then, like, destroys an entire universe. Yep. Bam. It's awesome. So Dragon Ball Super is amazing. Anyone that likes Dragon Ball Z or mm-hmm. Dragon Ball yep. or that sort of Shogun. Um, shonen. Shonen. Sorry. It's okay. Sh- What's sh- Shoguns are, like, a form of, um, like, warrior. Yeah. Anyone who likes that sort of Shonen uh, anime, mm-hmm. watch Dragon Ball Super. It's yep. so good. It's awesome. And the dub was really good. I'm excited for when the dub, like... Catches up full. Yeah. Like, well, I can't yeah. wait for the dub to get there because I find Goku's Japanese voice to it's be the worst. unbearable. It's it's played by the same person who has played Goku since he started as a kid in 1984 yeah. or whatever. Wow. Isn't it a woman? She, it's a woman. Yeah. She's like 80. She's super old. Wow. And she's she plays it, Goku, yeah. Gohan, and Goten. I, I don't mind it. So... Because my interaction with Go are uh, with all these characters is from the English dub, mm-hmm. I'm used to those voices. But watching J- the Japanese for the first time, 
I was so surprised at how good the English casting was. Yes. Because I was, I was like, oh, that's, that sounds just like Vegeta just speaking in Japanese. Yep. Like, I was like, these voices are perfect. Vegeta's awesome. The only one who's crazy is Boo. Boo Majin is... Majin Boo is like... Yeah. Boo is oh, ridiculous. Oh, so I did the voice? Yeah. Boo. Yes. Just making fun of myself before Boo is ridiculous, can. but I also think Goku doesn't really fit perfectly. Yeah, because it um, sounds like a little girl. Yeah. So Isn't Goku a little girl? No. Oh, shots fired. Beep, so, beep. Dragon Ball Super is amazing. Real quick, I'm going to talk about five movies. I watched wait, three! <laughs> wait, 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 well, wait. I was, I was going to cut two off of this, but since I'm just blowing through them... Okay. Real gonna, quick, I'm going to talk about 17 movies I've seen in the last I'm just going to blow through them real quick. Going in style. It's a movie with Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Alan oh, Arkin. Oh, that's the Zach Braff movie. And they decide to rob banks. Awful. Zach yeah. Braff should stop directing because he's bad at it. Um, Personal Shopper. It's a movie with oh. Kristen Stewart, and she is a oh. medium that is a personal shopper for this famous lady. This sounds terrible. It's amazing. Really? It was really good. Okay. I think Kristen Stewart is a great actress that... Not in the pe- Twilight. That like, people just don't watch yeah. her stuff. She was fine in Adventureland. She's fine in Adventureland. I l- really like the stuff that she's done in the last like three or four years where she kind of dropped off everyone's radar, mm-hmm. radar and started doing like indie house stuff. Mm-hmm. Is really good. She's really good in this movie. Hmm. It's not amazing, but it, it was good. Okay. I, I liked it. It took a turn that I wasn't expecting. Left? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was good. I, I would suggest it or you. Not, not to a lot of people. It's like an indie movie, so okay. the general audiences probably wouldn't like it. But general it's fun. General audiences. Nice. But it's fun. Um, I watched... Today I, started, I watched uh, What Happened to Monday, which is a Netflix movie. Which is a about a dystopia where the world is overpopulated, so they make it so that you can only have one child, and any siblings get put into cryo sleep. Um, and it's about Willem Dafoe's character, who his daughter has septuplets, and oh, and she dies. She dies in in childbirth. childbirth. Oh my god! So he takes all seven of them. They're identical twins, and keeps them at home. Names them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they can only leave on that day of the week, and they all pretend to be the same person. Wow. I've heard of that. That sounds cool. Conceptually, it was really cool. In execution, it felt a little too much like a divergent or Mm -hmm. crappy YA story. Like, the concept really appealed to me, and then it really devolved. Uh, The ending kind of saved it, Mm -hmm. but overall, I'd give it... eh. Meh, three three out I'm of meh. five. Um, I saw Kingsman two this weekend. I've heard that was meh. It was pretty meh. It, the action was really good, like really good. Mm-hmm. The character beats were really good. So like the characters that we already knew from the first one, having interactions with each other was nice. Mm-hmm. The story was awful. Like the the, the wasn't it just like a retread of the first one supposedly. Uh no, worse. Okay, it was way more political than the first one, and uh... I didn't like it. Um, so it. Overall, meh, probably about the same as what happened to Monday. And then the last one I want to talk about is uh, Ingrid Goes West. And this is the one I want to talk about a little more. This movie is Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth um, Olsen. And it's about Aubrey Plaza is obsessed with, like, social media. And she finds this girl, um, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and decides to move to L.A., to be near her oh and try and like live the same lifestyle as this person. And it gets really dark. It's 
it's really funny and really dark. It's right up my alley because uh, as people who listen to this mm-hmm. probably know, I love dark comedies and this is really, really dark but funny. and really, really funny. I And it, it was really like relevant. I was expecting the movie to, to be political mm-hmm. and take a stance on like social media is bad. You definitely shouldn't use it. Yep. Like it's killing our generation or whatever. But it didn't do that, and I really liked that. It just used social media as an element of the plot to establish what this character's like and show like her insanity. That's cool. And it is amazing. I highly suggest it to anyone. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year. It was phenomenal. Aubrey Plaza really nailed it. Aubrey Plaza is awesome. What was it called? Uh, Ingrid, Ingrid Goes, Goes West. West. Okay. I saw her promoting it on her Instagram. I just it, didn't look into it. I it's don't know. really, really, really good. I, I loved it. it. Um, and it's got the guy that played Ice Cube in um, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, Someone's son. No. Uh, yeah, it's Ice Cube's son. Ice Cube's son. Yeah. I can't oh, remember cool. his name. Um, he looks just like uh, Ice Cube. Lower, lowercase? No, not lowercase That's, T. That's you thinking Ice T. Uh, ice T, sorry. Damn it. Water T? Water T. Well, lowercase water, <laughs> water T. T. <laughs> water um, water T. So that, those are all the movies I, I wa- watched. I, uh, I wish I had gotten to talk about uh, The Inkle. Um, it's a comic that, uh, Dwight's best friend, Brian, lent to me. Um, I read it. It was awful, but I don't feel bad for having read it because thinking about the time period it was written in and what it paved Mm -hmm. the way for in comics, it was worthwhile for reading, but it was awful. Unbearably awful. Bounced all over the place. Didn't make any sense. Uh. I didn't care about half the characters. I didn't understand the plot. It was bad, but it was really gorgeous art. So that's by Yodorowsky and art by Mobius. So now that I've rapid fired on everything else on my list. Yeah. Tiffany, you have written something down. No, I know. That. And I'll, I'm going to save it for next time um, because I kind of want to talk about it more because I know Alex has watched at least one of them. Um, Kubo. I watched finally watched Kubo and the Two Strings. And I watched that same night I watched uh, The Little Prince on Netflix. Oh, I wanted to see that. Yeah. So I'm, I'll talk about them next time. But I just wrote those down because I. Um, okay. It was very emotional. Kubo, Kubo. Kubo is really oh my good. God. Kubo is such an amazing movie. And now I want to go back. Maybe next time I'll go back and I'll watch all the Leica movies. Watch them all. Yeah, they're so good. They're so Coraline, good. Coraline, I think, is still my favorite, but I got to rewatch them no, all. Kubo, man. Kubo is awesome. Beautiful. Beautifully done movie. Paranorman. Paranorman. I know. You guys are team Paranorman. Paranorman's my second favorite. I love Coraline. Paranorman. Yeah, I'll, Paranorman. Why are you I, masturbating the air? <laughs> Paranormal. to make my voice do weird things. I also, okay. I also, I don't think I talked about this on the last time, and I'll save it for next time. But Lumberjanes, I want to talk about Lumberjanes. Boo. I love Lumberjanes. It's so good. Boo. It's so good. But yeah, that's. I think we've. Yeah, we've we've we've, 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 we've rambled lot. and ripped and wrapped. Okay, so um, <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of No Refunds. Um. Uh, thank you, HC Media, for hosting. Thank you, the um, Hyper Potions for Time Trials, which is the song that you're hearing right now, because uh, they are our awesome theme song. And thank you for listening. Um, oh, f- yeah, no refunds podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Don't forget, you can email us, no refunds uh, podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, which is probably where you heard about this, um, and all that crap. We, we have 38 likes. Let's try to get to 40 <gasps> likes. Ooh, for so 40 like likes, I'm gonna we'll, unlike the page now. For 40 likes, we'll post a picture of one of our podcast members topless. Okay. 
I'll I'll take it. It's yeah, Alex. I'll take Our the pick. bullet. I'll take the bullet for this one. <laughs> okay. But anyways, yeah, no refunds. Listen at your own risk. That's weird. Yes, it was weird. That's our new tagline, by the way. If you listen to our our other part, yes. I pout out. I understand what you were trying to say, but <laughs> so this this has been no refunds. Listen at your own risk. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. Um, um, how, how long have we been recording? Can we turn on a Hour light? 22 minutes. <laughs> it yeah, got really say, dark. Uh, the, the street light just turned on outside. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw that happen and I'm like, oh yeah, I just realized how dark it is in here. I've been having fun watching it get dark because like, Alec, your face is just in complete shadow right now because <laughs> the light's still coming in. So I'm sure we're fine, but you're just like, look like you're like some sort of mystery radio man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, like mystery radio your, man. Um, it, what is it? Mr. X or uh, our, um, DJ X? Yeah. Mr. X. Mr. X. 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 Um, the spot. I um. I have X, a face but... made for radio. I got a butt made for radio. Well, that's do you weird. want me to turn a light on? Yes, yes it's please. also. I don't want to get too hot in here. It's, it's, not that hot. it's like ninety it degrees With the window today. open, it's been fine. Sorry for all the nice traffic out, going by, but we live on a double yellow road, so it's been much hotter in here. Like last Saturday. Last time, where, I think that's also part of the reason why we were like, I'm out. I want this to be over with because we was just it was gross. Um. Tiffany, so can, can you turn a light, light on, please? Tiffany? Yeah, well, I, I want to know how long we've been recording. I told one you, hour, hour and 20, it was, now it's up to one hour 24. Well, sorry. I'm hey, sorry, uh, I delayed every, this. Everybody calm down. Everybody hey, Spencer, 20, can you turn on a light? 2357, 2358, <laughs> 2359, 2400, 2401. I am burning on a um, light. Oof. Ow. Turn it off. That was too bright. <laughs> <laughs>